All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 19. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today over on the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Let's hurry this up, Fred. I got shit to do. <laughs> Places to be. People. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what uh, I was thinking. Let's not, let's not fuck it around, all right? Let's, let's get right to it. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Good. Chilling in my chilling in my basement. Family's up late. You saw. Yeah. You know, like a, the family starting. gave a little visit to Fred. Little video little video present. Yeah, Fred. it was fantastic. And of course I don't have my camera <laughs> hooked up, so like I was just this he, floating face. Yeah, that's right. He got to see he got to see a young trees or shrub as he's referred to. <laughs> that's fantastic. The shrub. So yeah. And here I am, man. Having a beer, yeah. chilling out. Yeah. But the basement, the basement, Fred, where it's usually I put the heater on because, you know, it's a basement. It's uninsulated. It's usually very cool or cold. Yeah, I'm in a really thick robe because of all the air conditioning that's blowing down here, but it's 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 Whoa. going up. I'm humid. It's humid down here. And uh, my beer is cans of sweating all over uh, my desk. <laughs> sweaty, sh- um, sweaty beer. I got that going on, and I couldn't find the power cord for my laptop. Uh, so if I suddenly just cut out and stop talking and go go, go dark, it's I'll just pretend you're still that. here. I don't think it will. It's a Chrome <laughs> Chromebook, and for some reason the batteries last for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's because they're they just don't oversized. Seem to use uh, yeah, they're oversized cell phones. <laughs> I yes, yeah, I know. That's what I'm on. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing. Cell phones are pretty advanced now but uh i mean look the, the mic plugs into it the headphones plug into it yeah I, it worked it works for the podcast i think for the most part oh it works fine mm-hmm. it works great i actually better than great like we don't need all that i'm doing over here um <laughs> i got a 65 inch tv that's on right now i should probably turn that off uh but <laughs> but i don't yeah yeah I, I i game they're enough. all energy they're all energy savers by now. Yeah, it's no, fine. not this one. I turn off all the eco stuff. But <laughs> so trees. Oh, yeah. It is summer. Yes. Technically, yes. I don't like being outside, but I do like mm-hmm. uh, like theater experiences, drive-ins, things like that. And uh, mm-hmm. since the drive-ins around here, and I presume this will be the case in most of the country. Don't worry, you don't have to tell me if it's not. Um, Around here, all the drive-ins are playing the same, like, four movies. It's, like, Rise of Skywalker, Goonies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Grease. And I think I saw a big Lebowski showing somewhere. And then they just rotate those. And um, it's not... uh, It's interesting because, actually, I think Grease and Goonies are about to get 4K releases uh, on disc, so it's probably wetting that appetite. Uh, but you know, the the film studios are doing this stuff for a reason. But I didn't want to go to the drive-in and do all that. Plus, our drive-ins have uh, raised their prices because mm. they can only have half the cars in there. Um, right, right, right. So I took matters into my own hands and bought a projector. Uh, that's right. That was that's what you were working on last yeah, time we talked. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to an old friend, Oatmeal. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was asking me about it. So in case people want to know, it's real easy to... Don't you like model numbers where they make it real easy? So my the company I bought from was called Goodee, G-O-O-D-E-E. 
And the mm-hmm. model is the BL, B as in boy, L as in Larry, 98. And uh, it was, uh, I think his retail was 300 on Amazon, but I went to the directly to the Goody website and they had it for 250 I think. And they had a coupon that said, if you'll sign up to our newsletter or register your email address with us or something, and I was about to buy something from them, so why not? Mm-hmm. They said, we'll just hack 10% off the price. So right off the bat, they just took another 25 bucks off. So I think I got it for $225. Uh, shipped, no tax. Uh, free shipping. Got it in a couple of days. And um, it's 1080p native. It's got a two USB ports, which aren't for charging. It's actually for hooking up uh, USB sticks for media. It's mm-hmm. got an SD card slot, but we could not get it to work. So, and I'm pretty, mm. you know, SD cards are not complicated. So, right, right. And then it's got two HDMI's in, and it's got a VGA in if you want to do that. And um, aside from having to wait about half an hour from, I brought it. Uh, so, just so you know, on Saturday we tested it out. Saturday uh, it was uh, about 95 degrees in the sun. But by the time we were doing this at like 9.15 at night, it was about 80, maybe 78 degrees Mm. outside. But it was still Mm -hmm. humid as all get out. And you're coming from an air-conditioned house where I keep the thermostat usually at about 74. It was probably colder than that because it was down here in the ground level. That thing got condensation all over it. And uh, we had to wait for it to kind of like even out. You know what I mean? Like even out the – because it looked blurry. But then once it was like no longer, no more condensation, just let everything just kind of naturally, you know, kind of just settle and, and dissipate. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned it on and looked great. Looked absolutely great. It's got really good contrast and really good colors, which is kind of rare for um, projectors as I see it. It's a 5,001 contrast ratio, but that's, again, one of those specs. There's specs and then there's just what it looks like. Um, so it looked good. Got it up on a table. It was ready to rock, put it on the side of the house. Um, if I were to guess, I would say I was somewhere in the vicinity of 100 to 110 inches for the screen size. Wow. Um, we sat probably 15 feet away from it and watched. The speakers were good and louder than I'm used to, but still not loud enough, and everything kind of sounded like it was in tin can. So right. I went to the old MAME cab where I've got speakers in there, but I didn't want to deface the cabinet because it's a Street Fighter II cabinet trees. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's not an original cab. It's one of those arcade one-up ones, but it's still, it's an untouched, you know, cabinet. Right. So what right. I do to hide it is I got one of those 2.1 systems where it's like a subwoofer on the ground, so it's hiding behind the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's got two speakers, and those speakers are actually um, attached to the side of the cabinet um, with, like, uh, sticky tack. And then I've got, uh, but actually they're, uh, so basically... Well, I'll just put it this way. The the speakers are right there, so they're kind of hidden from view at, like, waist level. You don't really know they're there. You assume they're inside the cabinet like a lot of other ones used to be. But, I, again, I didn't want to cut holes in it. Mm. And there's no adhesive or anything actually bolted into the cabinet itself, so the cabinet's untouched. Anyway, so quick thinking. I just took that system, unplugged it from the uh, headset jack, and plugged it into the headset jack of the... Uh, of the uh, the projector, had the speakers mm-hmm. point to left and right, you know, because it, it mutes the projector speakers, which is actually a good thing because you don't want that tin can effect like, you know, kind of echoing your your speaker system. Hooked that up, had it had it work on either side, and we were good to go. 
It sounded great, Ooh, and uh, we got good nice. acoustics, and then we tested it. So first thing I did was I went inside, like right inside, to go to the bathroom, and you <laughs> couldn't hear it. Like, you couldn't hear the movie, even though it was playing just outside. Then I went upstairs where there's the windows and everything, couldn't hear it. And we were watching this movie at about, you know, like I said, we probably didn't get up and running because I wanted to do some tests. I tested a bunch of media and stuff. We didn't get up and running until about 10 o'clock. And so by like 11 o'clock, you know, you're worried about making your neighbors unhappy. So, no, mm -hmm. everybody was good. We watched the whole movie till midnight and uh, everything was good. Um, so it looks really good. I like it. Uh, so like I said, you'll probably need external speakers. Um, but I paid about 200 225 bucks for it. If you buy an external speaker set, you're probably going to spend somewhere in the vicinity of 40 to 60 bucks for what I had. Hmm. Um, if you want to, you know, if you've already got speakers that can plug into a headset jack, you should be fine. You know, a little headphone jack. Um, and we're good to go. Uh, you know what else probably a lot of people would do is if you've got one of those Bluetooth speakers, which I know are real popular nowadays, you could easily, those all have like headphone jacks. You could easily like hook it up that way and, and make it work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, we did end up, uh, I did not have a digital copy that I could fit onto the memory stick that I had. So I ended up dragging out an old Blu-ray player I had in the basement and uh, actually watching a Blu-ray. <laughs> so we hooked Whoa. up the Blu-ray player outside and everything, but it worked like a charm. Mm. And we watched X2, believe it or not. Like X-Men X2? 2. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. A waste of a projection night. I remember a lot of people saying that that was a good movie. Mm. And it hasn't aged well. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. I think those X-Men movies are garbage. I've I like the them. newer ones. I, I think Michael Fassbender is Magneto and... Um, Oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. James McAvoy as uh, mm -hmm. Professor X is really good. Um, I always thought Rebecca Romaine was a much better mystique, though. Um, uh, but Jennifer Lawrence is, is, is a beautiful girl, and she she owns it. Um, and then uh, – and my daughter really likes those. So she's seen First Class Days of Future Past and uh, Dark Phoenix. She even liked the Dark Phoenix movie. Uh, even though mm -hmm. I know most people hated it. Uh, I actually find it pretty good too, um, but I think people are focused too much on it being like the comics and, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's that. But. I, don't, I don't like the look of those movies. Like I don't like, I just mm -hmm. don't like their, their look. There's they something that's so uninteresting about them. Like those, old, those old ones do have a weird look, I will say. Um, the color's not quite great on the Blu-rays either. So, mm. but anyway, we watched that, it. I didn't, know that, I didn't know there were colors in X-Men movies. I thought it was all just black, black well, suits. And, exactly. So we watched it. Uh, my, my daughter did like the original X-Men. Um, she did not like X2. And we're watching X3 right now because she was like, oh, really? They did Dark Phoenix before with these other people? And I said, yeah. And she's watching it and she's... Liking it, not loving it, uh, but she really didn't like X2, and so she got pretty bored, and um, uh, she went inside at 11 and went to bed, <laughs> and my <laughs> wife and I finished the movie. We'd been drinking some beers, though, I, I won't lie, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Projector's doing good, so I want to do, every week, I want to do some movies. Um, I, I'm thinking about doing a double header, uh, which is mostly going to be... My daughter and my wife watching from 9 to 11, and then my brother-in-law and me putting on a movie at like 11 o'clock that's like an R-rated movie or something, and probably an hour in moving inside, but uh, but <laughs> I want to start doing those. 
Um, so, so we'll see what's what's going on. But uh, yeah, want to get those started and start having people over. Um, yeah, because you can social distance. We have a huge backyard too. It's over ten thousand square feet, so you can really uh, you could easily do the six foot thing and put like probably a dozen people in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Which is now allowed in in Kansas. I think it's fifteen people right now is the the limit. But uh, yeah. but yeah. So nice. anyway, but that was that was pretty much my weekend. Uh, well, <laughs> I played around with some tech. This won't be long. Should I just knock that out, or should I wait till I talk about games? Is it is it tech or is it games? So it's tech for games. So it's games related. I would say it's games related, but it's not about any actual games I'm playing. Oh, I don't know. All right, well, let you, me just knock it out real quick. <laughs> All right, so as you know, I got the Fenrir, which was uh, yes. the Saturn optical disc emulator, ODE. Oh, yeah. And uh, the big thing that's going around the internet these days is uh, uh, there are different libraries of people who, <laughs> some would say archived, others would say pirated, entire libraries of uh, video games. Um, and put them on archive.org. So the original ones for Saturn were called True Rip, and they were in a certain format, the the CCD format, and we'll just keep it there, the clone CD format. Um, and the Fenrir was really designed with that format in there. And I happen to have not a full True Rip library of the Saturn, but just a library of, I always do this, like um, I usually don't do full libraries. I do, you know, specific libraries of games that I don't own that I'm not going to pick up like Panzer Dragoon Saga or something. Mm-hmm. And so I had those CCD formats and they work great with the Fenrir, but there's another format who cares what it is. It's the bin Q format that's on archive.org, which more people are interested in, right? Because it's really easy for you to get access to those. And what good is an optical drive emulator if you can't put pirated games on it? Right. Um, so, uh, I was testing that out, and um, uh, I foolishly decided to go with those new bin Q styles that are on the archive.org and replace them all uh, with my uh, from my my CCD ones, which is roughly a hundred games, but it takes a while to like decode those all and, and move them over. Um, and then trees, I'm not having the greatest luck. Road Avenger, mm. Road Blaster, depending on which version, you know, it was only in Japan on on Saturn. And Double yeah. Switch and a couple others are uh, glitching up, uh, not right away, but when you when you play them um, for a while. And then they work yeah. fine in that CCD format. So um, this is kind of just a piece, PSA out to everybody out there. If you happen to have the True Rip clone CD versions, uh, those are probably the better ones to use. Or, or making your own. I've not had any issues with ISOs I make myself. Um, but that's... The versions that I'm using are not bad rips. Those are good rips. It's just that um, the Fenrir seems to prefer full discs. So it's like one big file that is the full game as opposed to what these are uh, in those bin queue formats where it's a bunch of different, each track basically of data is its own file. And so it doesn't seem to love working through those files a lot of the time. So then again, a lot of other games work just fine, such as like Symphony of the Night. I played, there's a special version on the Saturn of Symphony of the Night that uh, lets you play as Maria. So I wanted to give that a go, um, but it's only in Japanese. So, uh, so I, didn't, I have no idea what the fuck the plot is. Anyway, um, 
The other one is GDEMU. So GDEMU, uh, I've talked about, is the Dreamcast version of this. And, okay. um, and the guy who makes them is an asshole. He, oh. There's just no other way to put it. Uh, English is not his first language, but he does perfectly good English. Like, he's perfectly fine at writing English. But like most things, and I've talked about this with the mister and stuff like that, like, instructions are clear, but they're not clear. You know what I mean? You get a lot of this where it's like, follow these instructions exactly. And then it gives you a list of instructions. And then somewhere in there it says, and make sure you remember everything from this blog post and you click on it. And the blog post is not referencing anything you're talking about. And then when it goes for further details, click on this blog post. And when you click on it, it takes you back to the previous page you were on. So they keep, Mm. you know, anyway. That just got an update, and it's like the final update. What it does is it makes every single Dreamcast game 100% compatible. So that if you're having any problems, it's your version of the Dreamcast game. It's not the GDEMU. And the two games that he got fixed were like Etrian Odyssey and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Two games, realistically, I would play elsewhere, but you know, 100% compatibility. Mm. He also said that if he's going to do any tweaks or performance things or whatnot, um, this is the firmware to get. But since mine's older, mine's from 2016, um, because I bought it a long time ago, he was like, you need to flash a special firmware to take this new update, and then it'll take this update. So you're doing like an in-between firmware and then a firmware to fully upgrade. And then he goes, but once you've done this, now in the future, upgrading the firmware will just be drag and drop, where it used to be is a somewhat weirder process where you would have to, like, you can't see what's on screen. It doesn't tell you what it's doing. And so you got to, like, watch your device blink lights and stuff and hope you know what it's doing. And the big thing was if you use a clone one, and there's a lot of clones out there on the market, it bricks your, your GDEMU. Well, I bought mine uh, not directly from the seller because he's an asshole and he never had, like he always (laughs) does this thing where he's like, sometime in the next 24 hours, I'm going to sell them. And they always sell out in like five seconds and he's in Europe. So they always go live at like 2.31 a.m. and you never know. I want to say you talked about this guy before. Yeah, Yeah, so, (laughs) but I do, I had somebody who said, I bought this legitimate, uh, this was a guy I trusted, a human being. Mm I knew him in person and he, he, he goes, I bought it from this guy. It was legit. And he sold it to me for uh, a pretty reasonable price. I think it was 200 bucks, which I think, it, I think the guy sells them for 150 euros. So when you do the conversion, it's roughly 200 bucks, especially when I bought it. Um, and he goes, but I promise you it's legit. Well, so this was my moment of truth, right? I had no reason to upgrade the firmware until now. And so I was like, you know, his the guy I bought it from is not named Craig, but I'm using Craig for, the purposes of the story, I was like, Craig, you better have been real with me. And so what he says to do is you update the, you put in an interim firmware uh, where basically you download it. And this is very similar to like how the Mister and other ones do like upgraded firmwares and various files. The firmware is just supposed to be called GDEMU.FW for firmware. That's the file type he uses. And... When you download it, it's GDEMU underscore and whatever firmware version it is. And so you got to know to rename it. You just basically take out the underscore and the firmware version, and then you drop it on the card. And then you lock the card. You literally move it to the lock position on your SD card. 
and then you boot it up and you watch the thing like blink in different pulses and you wait for it to blink like half a second on, half a second off, and then you're good. And then you reboot your system and pray it works. Well, what he does, and, and so he goes, for this one, you've got to do this interim firmware because yours is old, and then you've got to do the new firmware. And he goes, and if you screw this process up, you could brick it. And if it's a clone, it'll brick it because he makes his firmware so that they brick the clones, Um, which is fair. They're cloning his shit. China's cloning his shit and people shouldn't buy those clones. So I'll give it to him. Um, Even even though he's an asshole, you shouldn't. That's not grounds to steal from someone. Um, And uh, well, maybe it's grounds to steal from someone. I don't know. Pick your politics. Um, But uh, but yeah, so what he doesn't explain is that when you install that interim firmware, the GDEMU doesn't do anything anymore. Like it's literally a firmware that's like set up only to receive this newer type of firmware. He doesn't explain that though. So what I like to do whenever I update firmware is I update it, make sure it took and it's successful and then do the second update. You know what I mean? Cause in, mm-hmm. in tech, you never want to do too many variables at once. If you can, you only do one variable at a time. Well, so my stuff did everything he said it would. It made the, it did the flashy blinky lights and then it did the half second on half second off. Then I turned it off. I removed the card and you can actually turn on with no card installed. It just acts like it's a disc drive with no disc installed. And my Dreamcast booted up fine and everything. So then I was like, okay, put the card back in and I went to boot it up. Oh, and I removed the firmware because you don't want to have it reinstall the firmware again, although it wouldn't have hurt it. Um, And I boot it up so I can just check the firmware and make sure that interim firmware took and the system doesn't work. Mm. And so I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, is this a clone? Did did Craig sell (laughs) me a clone? Oh, fuck. Did I do something wrong? Did I brick it? And he's sitting there and in the comments, you can see a bunch of people who had problems and he goes, you didn't listen to me, you idiots. You guys can't follow simple directions, you morons. Fucking, you get what you deserve with your brick shit. He goes, every day I will pick one idiot who screwed up and I will try to look into your issue if I feel like it. Like, this is the kind of guy you're working with. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, So finally... I was like, you know what? Fuck it. His instructions never tell you to boot up your system and never say that it will necessarily work, right? Because I got a bunch of games on there, so it should have booted up to the menu and let me look at the games. So I was like, fuck it. It's already not working. I've tried it, rebooting it a couple of times. It's not working. So maybe this firmware really is just a firmware that doesn't do anything and it's just waiting for this new type of firmware. So downloaded the new type of firmware, renamed it to that that title, moved it over, moved it to lock position, turned it on, and it did. It blinked, it blinked, 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 like it did. And these things take like 10 seconds to install. They're not long. And then it went to blinking on and off. Okay, turn it off. Remove the card, turn it on. And I felt a little better because my Dreamcast then booted up fully, like it's supposed to, and acted like there was no disk in the drive, and that's what you're supposed to have happen. Then you turn it off, went back to my memory card, removed the firmware, Turned out, turned off the lock, put it in, started it up, and trees was I happy to see it booted up. It mm-hmm. booted up to the menu and everything. And then the first thing you see is a little pop-up box that says, like, welcome to the newest firmware. Da-da-da, the firmware, da-da-da, full compatibility with the whole dream. I was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's very uh it's very exhausting. And actually, to be clear, just in case people are using this, I'm sure like out of our listeners, there's probably almost no one who has one of these. And if they mm-hmm. do 
you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, but I di- it does not pop that up right when you boot up the, the system. It just acts like normal. It's when you go look at the firmware version you've got, and that's when it'll tell you, you know. The, mm. the update and stuff. Um, the reason a lot of people will probably hold off, and if you are thinking about putting in an ODE into either your Saturn or your Dreamcast, I should point out that Terra Onion, who is a, a TerraOnion.com, they're a European company, but they also work locally with Stone Age Gamer. No, I have no affiliation to any of these people. And Stone Age Gamer is an American company. They are going to, they are releasing an ODE this summer. I think the pre-orders are already up and it's like 250 bucks and it works in either a Saturn or a Dreamcast, but you would have to, unless you buy two of them, which is getting costly, you know, you, you would, you would have to move them back and forth, which I don't think is ideal. Um, but they have their own solution, which even allows you to use a true blue, like, big old hard drive instead of an SD card on your Dreamcast to run games. And so theirs is probably a better solution and they're not assholes. Terra mm-hmm. Onion's actually been very helpful. They make that mega SD I love so much. And they also make that uh, Turbo Graphics one, which the SSD3 is okay. Um, it's it's pretty good, but it's got some hiccups. It's got some weirdness on it. But uh, the mega SD is fantastic. So there's no reason to believe this Dreamcast and the Saturn one will be great as well. Um, but uh, they are definitely who you want to go through. The only people who should be worrying about GDEMUs are people who currently own them and, and just don't want to buy another ODE as a solution. That said, the Fenrir was only $100, and that's at 8bitmods.com. They're the ones who sell it for him. So if you want a Saturn solution, Fenrir's a little more picky, and you can only use it with certain Saturns, whereas the uh, Terra Onion one is compatible with all Saturns, all Dreamcasts. But, you know, 100 wow. versus 250, you can buy a, a Saturn online <laughs> for that price. But, hmm. uh, but anyway, um, well. so fun in upgrading stuff and getting it to a, a workable state. Uh-huh. But now that my GDEMU is upgraded, I don't think I will have to worry about that ever again. And even if I do, the firmware flashing is now apparently easier. So huh. we'll see. But Well... Um, on your Dreamcast front there. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't understand 80% of what you just said. Sure. Uh, but you know what else? Know what I find easy? What's is, that? Uh, putting a putting, disc into Putting a, a game into my Dreamcast and I hit the power button. So and you- I, don't, I don't have to deal with uh, any assholes like Craig or blog posts. <laughs> I, just, I just plug it in well, and hit so, power. And so long I, story short... I had a Dreamcast and uh-huh. I had discs mm-hmm. and um, just it it started going. First, it wasn't great at reading discs. Then Crazy Taxi stopped working. Then how, eventually it stopped spinning discs. How much was this Fenrir thingy or whatever to get Oh, you? the GDEMU yes. when I bought how it? How much was that? It was $200. All right. So you can get a, a pretty much a brand new Dreamcast for under 100 Yes, but you don't know if it's a ticking time bomb and things like that. Again, there are people who are out there who will do it. The thing with the Dreamcast, and at the time, but this will be true even now, uh, is with a lot of these other ODEs, you really have to disassemble the console, mm-hmm. and it can be a little bit of a pain. I will say the Saturn's pretty easy, um, and so is the Dreamcast. So Sega was really good at removing their optical media. In both cases, you just remove the five screws on the bottom, take the lid off, 
And then with the Saturn, though, you had to unscrew quite a few areas and then pull the CD drive off the top and move a ribbon cable and stuff. With the Dreamcast, it's way easier than that. With the Dreamcast, you take the lid off, mm-hmm. and it the the drive, the the laser lens, the the C, the GD-ROM, is literally just hooked in by like it almost looks like a cartridge slot. And mm-hmm. so you literally just put your hands on the metal part of the disc drive, pull up with a not even much force, and the thing just comes right out. And that GDEMU and with the Terra Onion one it literally just plugs into that cartridge slot. And then when you pop open the the lid, mm-hmm. the area to put your SD card is just right there when you open it. Cool. So I've, I've they seen, do make it easy, but... I, I have seen the modded Dreamcasts like on, like on eBay and stuff. I have, I've seen ones that are already like modded. Yeah, yeah, they're already done. They have slick paint, paint jobs on them and stuff. Yeah. But uh, again, like... I just buy a Dreamcast. <laughs> and, and for a lot of ticks. people, that is just... Works. Well, the other thing you got to keep in mind wood. is there are games that I want to play that I'm I'm not going to hunt down. Mostly Japanese shooters. Yeah, I hear you on that one. So, uh, Filthy Piracy did play a part in this. Yeah. Um, but, I can uh, see that. I can see that. But yeah, so... Oh, there's also like weird patches and stuff where like I can force VGA <laughs> resolution and things like that. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Well, and I don't mean you patch the games themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, the cool thing about... And it's not just the... Any of these ODEs, the cool thing about them is you can... You know, it... it I- tricks the console into thinking they're all regions, right? So you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about region encoding and they can throw in cheats and Game Shark and this and that. But one of the big ones with the Dreamcast is it'll force uh, VGA out, uh, VGA resolution output, which is 480p, which um, not every, not all the games worked with it. And there are very few games that if you do that, still won't work. I think mm-hmm. Bangayo is definitely one of them. Bang-io. I know that one. Yeah, that one you got to... That one you gotta hook up the old S video cable. That's the best you're gonna get mm-hmm. out of that. Uh, I guess you could buy some SCART cable and do some weird shenanigans, but believe it or not, trees, mm-hmm. SCART cables and weird shenanigans and ordering shit from way I, for like fifty bucks, like that. That is where I draw the line on the Dreamcast. <laughs> so, uh, but that's probably because I have a VGA box. So, but. you don't have these issues, Fred. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. have them. This for what it's life. worth, I don't have those. Well, yeah, yeah, simpler life, he says. Mm-hmm. Except I never have to worry about my game skipping or freezing or hiccuping or. Of course not. Discs not reading on me. No. So. Even though every week you're going on tangents about these things, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's because I want to keep tweaking them. Yeah. It is. A, yeah. It is. A, well, and most people are only going to have the one, right? Or they're just yeah, not going to update these true. things. That's the other thing is I always update my stuff. I, will I bet say a this. ton of people don't update them. And, and I mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago. Is like I don't play my Dreamcast a lot, even though I love my Dreamcast. But I just I've been preoccupied Genesis. But the last time I did turn my Dreamcast on, it was pretty loud. Uh-huh. In my memory, I'm like, was it always that loud? Or now am I hearing things? Or so I can't and tell. Either is possible the Dreamcast. The, a properly working Dreamcast still sounds. Well, crazy. it's loud. It's loud like a jet engine. 
But I mean, I can hear the thing reading the disc. Yeah, that well, and they, really loud. So I'm like, that that mm. might actually be legit. Um, yeah. But that is why those those motors that spin the disc burn out so much is because the GD ROM jumped all over the place, mm. and it it really did like stop and spin and stop and spin and stop and spin. If you ever had like a modded Dreamcast where you could keep the lid open and you can watch the disc go, yeah, it it bounces around a lot. It's- there's something about the Dreamcast that, like, you know, even though it had a short lifespan, there's something about that console that's iconic. Like, I love it. I and love that console. It's like, somehow, it's the same weight as an Xbox One. Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, it's, it's dense. It is it's like, like it fruitcake. Is, it is like fruitcake, yeah. Like, if someone broke my and house... There's not a whole lot going totally on under the hood, I will tell you, having now seen the inside of a Dreamcast a lot. Pretty solid. It feels yeah. solid, you know? It, it's just one thick chunk of motherboard yeah, with a disk drive on top. It's some cool shit, man. Are you... Um, um, I, I'm sorry. I was going to oh, no, move no. on, but I didn't know if you were done. Yeah, no, no. I And again, the, the one last thing I want to say about the Dreamcast was what I really like about it is it was like the home of the upgraded versions of games you loved on the PlayStation 1. Like, it is where you play the definitive version of Resident Evil 2 and 3, and it's where Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, 2, and 3, and 4 look the best, and it's Dino Crisis looks fantastic on it. It is the place where you find those things, Mm -hmm. and then it's got those crazy, just batshit insane Sega things like blue stinger and <laughs> and uh listen they kicked off in my opinion uh cell shading oh yeah oh yeah right cell damage like they took it to a new level with jet grind and all that stuff oh yeah jet, jet set. grind yeah jet set radio yeah uh, sega gt was an early version of like what i would think of as project gotham racing and uh in fact and, they might have been the devs that did it and they went all in and created Bizarre. some of some of the best fishing games out there. And you know what? Secretly, my favorite my favorite thing to play on the Dreamcast is? Mm-hmm. My secret thing? It's not shooters. Well, it is shooters, but it's not like shmups. It's light gun shooters. Mm-hmm. I have like all nine light gun shooters on that thing. And they're from like that arcade era, which you probably were done with arcades by then. But like Confidential Mission, which is like a... Uh, Oh, it's like Time Crisis, only you're a, a spy, like a James Bond-like spy. They've got a weird haunted house one. they got House of the Dead 2 and 3 on there. Typing of the Dead. Typing of the Dead is on there, and I do have my Dreamcast keyboard. I, I never had the keyboard, even though yep. I want... You know, and, and I hovered, you know, I mentioned they made the best fishing games, but... Uh, they did. Not long ago, I you you can get... That is not like some weird... Like nostalgia, like you can get that fishing rod pretty cheap. Oh yeah, around here too, it's too. in the box too. Yeah. Like you can get yeah. It. yeah. It's it's funny because the Dreamcast um, attachments and stuff, or whatever you want to call them, those are it's just the games. Like the console and all the shit that attaches to it is pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. The games, for whatever reason, the market is like through the roof on the games. Like if because it, the people who owned a Dreamcast didn't treat the games very well. Do you know how many times I see like really fucked up discs? And resurface them all you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not much of a market for those. So uh, yeah, so yeah. I, but I never treated my trick style game that that kindly back in the day. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. It was trick style. Yeah, 
That was a coaster. <laughs> so anyway, on, on the Sega tip, yeah, uh, are you are you putting in your pre-order for the, the mini Game Gears? Hell no. All four of them, and then you get no. the, the magnifying glass screen. If yeah, you get all four. Yeah. What do you mean no? No. No, it's funny. No, I'm not paying fifty bucks for a chiclet. My friend sent me. I've that. got three full size Dreamcasts, and I don't even like Dreamcast Game Gears, and I don't even like the ones I've got. My friend uh, <laughs> sent me the link, like a screenshot. Actually, he didn't send me a link. He sent me a screenshot of the Sega, the Japanese Sega website where they announced mm-hmm. them. And I wrote back. I said, "Don't send me spam. Like, don't <laughs> send me weird yeah, shit. <laughs> Chinese." I can't links. believe they made it mini. I does it plug into a TV? No. And That's my knowledge, you sure? It's got four built-in games. Yeah, and he's like, and then he sent me from the American, I think IGN website. He's like, "It's not a scam. See, they're making them." And I'm like, "Oh my god, who cares?" And then he kept sending me pictures. He's like, you gotta get all four. You get all four. There's four colors. Two hundred bucks. You get all four. And then like, and then my stupid uh. And then he goes, they they look good on your shelf. And then my stupid collector, Sega brain side going, well, I mean, two hundred bucks. We get. All- <laughs> so the Game Gear Micro. Yeah. Hold on. I might I might change your mind. Yeah. So uh, oh, each color variant has different games too. Yes. Yeah. The four different okay. colors. Each have four different games on them. The black one like, has Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. Blue one has Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, Baku Baku Animal. That one's the coolest one so far. Yeah. Yellow is Shining Force Gaiden, mm-hmm. uh, Shining Force Sword of Hijia, Shining Force yeah. Gaiden, Final Conflict, and Nazu Puyo Aroya. No re- okay, that one's not going to work out for us. Um, and then red comes with Dev- Revelations Demon Slayer, Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible Special, Game Gear Shinobi, and Columns. Yeah, you're definitely going with the blue one on that one. Um, but obviously, those are Japanese titles, right? Now, are these have they been announced to come out over here? They haven't been announced to come out over here, right? Yeah, actually, I'm seeing that now. No, looks like Japanese not. Right now. So there is no word that those are coming out over here with like American games and stuff. If those are like all Japanese with those games in them, it's kind of kind of cool, Fred. It's kind of cool. Little cool. Yeah. Kinda yeah. Cool. Also, uh, looking at it, no, there is no. It says it contains a single mono speaker, headphone jack, <laughs> and a USB charger or two AA batteries, and it's keychain sized. You might have to have them. Fred, you might have, have, have you might never out. see these again. These might coming. Come One can and go. hope. One can hope you never see them again. You might come and go. You can get a Game Gear right now with a handful of games cheaper than spending two hundred bucks on the four of those. Yes, you can. I can. I can tell you right bucks. now. We're on a hundred bucks. You can probably get one in decent condition. Oh no! Are you kidding me? I I have three Game Gears just because before I knew what was going on, mm-hmm. I went and bought one from a guy on Craigslist. This is probably two years back, so prices haven't I'm sure haven't changed that much. I think I bought it from for forty bucks. No, they're more with, than forty bucks. Really? I think so. Look them and up. Mine came with Return of the Jedi <laughs> and uh, and Sonic Chaos. Mm. And when I went and talked to the guy, he was like, "You know, I got two more of these." I was Oops. like, "Oh well, I don't I don't need two more of them." And he goes. Really, one's in rough shape, the other one's in great shape, and they all work, and they were all the black one. 
And he goes, I'll give you everything for 60 bucks. So you took it. So I did. Oh, okay. So I have three Game Gears. <laughs> yeah, I know um, <laughs> a lot of them online, when you look at them, they, people have modded them with LCD screens. Yes. And stuff. And that's what happened on mine. I had one forever. And it was in a box. And it lasted up until one of my second to last moves, I think, it made it. And um, once in a while, I'd pop batteries in it to just check it out. And it was right. missing like one pixel, I noticed at one point. And then one move when I went to go back to it, it just didn't turn on at all. And uh, oh. so I, I I think I actually just threw it in the trash. I mean, I'll send you one if you want one. I want one. I All right. Let me send you one. Um, I, I'm no joke going to send you one. Uh, <laughs> what I working? tell people. Yeah, it works. It works fine. Uh, I, I seriously have extra game gears and no, nothing to do with them. Um, what I, like I tell game, people, I like what I tell people is, um, you know, the Genesis two, mm-hmm. um, power adapter. Uh, sorry, we've got a, we've got a guest. What? Oh, okay. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. Oh, and it, oh, and I'm getting ready to go to bed. All right. All right, love you, baby. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, the Genesis Two power cable you can plug into it, and then you don't need to waste six AA batteries oh. every time you want to play for an hour. I only ever owned three games for it ever. It was uh, the one it came with, right? Sonic Two. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow I acquired Ren and Stimpy's something or other. One of the Ren and Stimpy games. Um, and Caesar's Palace, which is pretty much just all I played, was the Caesar's Palace game. I, so that doesn't that, surprise me one that's bit. That's all I. I might have had columns. I think sure. I had columns actually, because I think like it might have came with columns and Sonic. I can't remember what the hell that game. And then I want to say I had. Um, no, that was on something else. I was gonna say I had a game, but I, I, I swear I had a game called like Bubble Witch or something. Bubble Witch is a mobile game, but there's it is a mobile game. It was something with gems. It was something with gems and witches. I I thought that's columns. Oh, gems and witches. You were flying on a broomstick, and I want to see you imagine gems. Oh, oh, you know what you're thinking of is Puzzle Bobble. No, 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 no. no. It's a Neo Geo game, but yes, it did get ported over. Uh, That might be a Puyo 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 Pop. Hold on, I'm. Looking. It was witches, yeah, like Puyo little Pop. girl witches on broomsticks, and then you imagine gems or something. Yeah, that's Puyo Pop. Anyways, I, I can't remember if that was Game Gear or something else, but whatever. It doesn't doesn't matter. Point is, I kind of dig those little Game Gears. <laughs> I kind of dig them. Okay. <laughs> something uh-huh. about them I dig. I'll send you uh, a full size one, and then you can decide. It'll go in the case, man. It'll go. You know my Sega collection. Yeah. You know, you might need there. to clean it up a little bit, but yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got a box? Is come with the original box? Give you a box? So. Uh, no, See, I don't have the box. See, that's what I'll cost put it me. in a box. <laughs> that's what that's what costs me, Fred. Is I always want the boxes. No wonder you think it's expensive then. And the Game Gear has a cool that cool purple box. That I like. Yeah, yeah, it does. 
I've seen it's it. Part of it. That's part of the. It, it's part of the. Charm, do you want man. the free game gear? Or not. <laughs> In fact, you know what? You just you simmer on it. I simmer <laughs> on that just, one. You just text me if you change your mind. <laughs> simmer on that. You don't have the box. No wonder why I got all that for sixty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just giving it away. Um, uh, well, anyways. Yeah. My my week. I didn't do anything, Fred. I don't think I did anything. Built a shelf. I don't know. I didn't do much. This was a boring, boring ass week for sure. Um, but I will be going to New Hammy over the weekend. Nice. Uh, so I will get in some more Legend of Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Um, some more uh, men talking down the women. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, nothing, man. I got. I did send you that uh, picture today. My mm-hmm. my eight bit do I'm gonna say do instead of do I'm gonna say eight bit do see now you got eight bit do controller eight bit do <laughs> so that was written on the box but I got my Genesis my eight bit do do Genesis controller that's a tongue twister right. um but I don't have the little Bluetooth uh, dongle yet that's separate coming separate but I sent you a picture because I'm like. I'm like this controller is gorgeous. It is. Like yes, I open it up and I'm myself. like, I opened that thing and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even want to take this out of the box. It looks so cool, man. You know, um, I'm excited to use it. And like you said, it's Bluetooth, so I can use it on any Bluetooth thing. Uh, but I mostly got it for the Genesis because um, the Genesis is a funny thing because I like the three button controller. Right, like I think mm-hmm. the three button controls are just sturdier. Like the D pads better, the buttons are better. More I'm click- with you. Um, but more of the modern games, like if especially if you want fighting games, like I like, uh, you need the six button controller. But I don't like the D pad or the buttons on the six button controllers. They're very like loose and like cheap feeling. Hmm. See, I liked them. Yeah, I just think that D pad is too wobbly. Like, it's too swivelly, man. So you shouldn't have that trouble with this one. No. So this one is like, it has the rigidness of the first controllers, but with the six-button design. So I'm right. uh, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to get my little dongle so I can play me some Genesis games. Because some Genesis games, I feel I need to be more precise, like like Prince of Persia and stuff. And I'm, I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. my controllers are just so old. But I, I feel I'm not getting it. I'm not getting what I need. So I can understand that. You know. Um when all else fails, blame the controller. Yeah, I blame the controller. Not my old age <laughs> and my eyes and my fucking bad hand eye coordination now. Um Yeah, otherwise an effort. I've done nada. I've been on uh, eBay a bunch, but not doing anything. Although <laughs> Yes. Well, I did get I did get Centurion uh, Defender of Rome. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually put a post and uh, I made a on the rare Discord. Yep. Discord appearance. And I'm like Sasquatch. Like I just pop in there, drop something and leave. Um, yeah, I remember liking that game back in this. So this would have come out when I was around 19-ish. I remember okay. liking that game. I remember sitting... Like, it's turn-based, right? I remember, like, playing a lot of it and liking it. 
I put it in now as a grown man, I didn't know what the hell was going on <laughs> at all. At all. I didn't know what the menus meant. Not a clue. I couldn't figure out how to do anything. And I'm like, well, let me read this manual. But the manual is thick. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to sit. I got other shit to do. I can't be sitting here reading a, a giant booklet about how to play a, a, a fucking 30-year-old strategy game. Makes no sense. So you could. I could. I will. But I got that anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. Excited about that. Cheap money. That's not a hard-to-get game or anything. That's not mm-hmm. a collective item or nothing. Um, but I did go down some weird rabbit hole talking about the Dreamcast yeah. of looking at Dreamcast demo discs. Uh, okay. <laughs> on eBay, Fred. Like those demo discs that they came, came in the out? magazine, the Dreamcast yeah, yeah, magazine. Okay. Yeah, that's what and I thought you were talking about. I don't know how many there are, 11 or 12 of them. Something like okay. that. I can't remember how many there were, but there's volumes of them and, uh, people sell them in lots. You know, they have they like... Do. You know, they have like one through four. Like, it, like it, what's your five, encore? Like, you're going to get Bleemcast? Five through 11. There was, you know, if there's like a numerical thing going on like that, there's something uh, primal in my brain <laughs> that says, that'd be cool to, to have all those. Yeah. To have them Display them out. And go up. wouldn't it be fun to pop those in? Pop those in and play some demos? Some Dreamcast games? All right. I mean, if somebody well, who has full games, I could just play the full game. That's true. I mean, after you get off tech support with, with asshole <laughs> Craig, you can. But uh, For the record, you know. Craig is who sold it to me, not the guy who made it. But you know what, Trees, though? What? Yeah. I'm going to let you continue, but yeah. <laughs> this week, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of demos. Speak cool. of the devil. Yeah. Well, I didn't pull the trigger on any of those. I'm just okay. saying, I was, I just, would you like might a bunch be of on Xbox, a few watch official lists. Xbox magazine demo discs? Cause I have a bunch of those. I have one laying around somewhere with mm. Mech Assault. I think I have the Mech, no, I think I have the Pack in Mech Assault demo disc. Mm. I think it was like Mine's... an Xbox Live demo disc or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I think mine's OXM issues like 121 through 129 mm-hmm. or something. I must have had like an eight-month subscription. Does yeah. that make sense? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure gonna... Ryan McCaffrey's on some of those uh, mm. before he went to IGN. So Yeah, I was looking at a bunch of weird stuff. All o- I was all over the map on uh, this week on eBay. <laughs> I think you're all over the map. I'm looking for butts of menacers. I'm looking for the menacer like little plastic piece in the back. And I found them. Mm-hmm. They're way too expensive. Really? Like everybody wants like 20, 30, 40 bucks for just the plastic butt piece. I I'm like oh, I have insane. to I have to look into my retrovision cables. Remember back in April when yeah, you read the website and said they were mm-hmm. postponed to June? Well it's June. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was like June twelfth or something. <laughs> but you can look into that. I gotta look into oh, you, you know what else I've been looking up, trees? What? Resident Evil Steel Book. Suddenly, I was interested in getting Steel Book cases for all the Resident Evil games. I don't know why. I can't imagine I why. Be You've been that. hanging around me too much. I won't be doing that because they're selling them for like 30, 40 bucks with no game. If there was a game in there, I'd start going like, mm, Do you have maybe? the game? I do. So you can just pop it in the Steel Book. No, what the? F- 
Problem solved. No, no. I'm a problem solver, no. Fred. Yeah, That's why I'm that. here. All right? No yep. disc? Well, put the disc in there. Problem solved. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, you remember when I texted you over the weekend and I was, like, uh, talking about uh, U.S. or UPS? Oh, that's right. Yeah, what was <laughs> This story's not long. This is something after your own heart, trees. I forgot about that. So on Sunday, my wife's leaving. No, it was Saturday, actually. Okay, so Saturday. Okay, it's Saturday at about noon. Okay? And um, my wife's leaving, and I had ordered all those GameStop games. I think I talked about it last episode. Yes. But if I hadn't, yeah, I bought a bunch of GameStop games. I got and picked up the ones in the store, and I was very impressed with the store ones. All of them were in good shape. All of them had cases, instructions. People took care of these. And I'm pretty sure that copy of Bloodborne was brand new, because, and they just pulled the plastic off of it, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm watching the GameStop thing. And the GameStop's got conflicting stories, okay? Uh, It says they're going to deliver it on June 8th, which was uh, yesterday, Monday, when we're recording this. Uh, But it set out for delivery on Saturday. Didn't expect anything. So my wife's going to leave to take my daughter somewhere. Uh, She had to get a fitting for her cheerleading outfit because they think they're still going to have football this year. I don't know. Maybe they will. Um, But... uh, and the, there's a UPS driver, like, literally a whole UPS truck blocking the back of, you know, the end of my driveway. And there's this older gentleman in there. He's probably in his mm-hmm. 60s. And he's real hot and sweaty. And I come out, and he sees me, and he goes, hey. And I said, hey. And he goes, you got a package coming today? I said, I think so. It says out for delivery. And he goes, what is it? And I said, uh, let me look up the tracking number. No, guy, the tracking number ain't going to help me. What is it? What are you getting delivered? I said, a bunch of boxes. And he goes, what do you mean boxes? And I said, oh, sorry, they're video games in cases. So it's probably a pad pack or a small box. And he goes, I just heard him under his breath. He was just like, fucking video games. So he goes into the back. He's fishing around for a while. My wife, in her eternal wisdom, is like ready to leap the curve to like try to get around him. Right. And I said, honey, you have to be 15. My wife's perpetually early to everything. I was like, you have to be 15 minutes up the street and you've got like an hour to get there. I said, you're just going to get there. Mm -hmm. and It's going to be early and everyone's going to be pissy and everyone's going to be more pissy because it's social distancing. I said, just just give this guy a second. He looks like he's having a hard time. Mm -hmm. You're just saying that because it's your package. And I said, well, you know, it helps. So I'm sitting there just talking to my wife in the car. Like she's halfway down the driveway and I'm just leaning into the window while this guy's looking. And he comes out and I said, any luck? And he goes, ah, and he just starts up the truck. And I said, hey, man, where are you going? And he starts up the truck and he looks at me and he just kind of smiles. And then he just starts up and drives away. And I said, hey, where are you going? Are you coming back? And he just kept driving. Ah, had enough of you. I I don't know what I did. (laughs) I was giving him time. But. Um, and I, I know he didn't overhear my wife with, uh, I was like, just give this guy a minute. <laughs> but even if he, she did, I don't think that would be offensive. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to do the real stupid thing, which is call UPS. Not to be rude. I'm not there to complain. What good would it do anyway? Right. Um, I just call and I learned from UPS's phone tree that you have to track your package. So you have to tell it the package tracker. Guess what? UPS's voice 
recognition's not great. So yeah. anyway, um, I tracked my package and then I had to trick the thing over and over again. It kept giving me all these options I didn't want. So I just kept saying operator, customer service, operator, right, 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 customer right. service. It finally got me to somebody. Uh, it said I had to wait for like 10 minutes and then in like 30 seconds, it put me through to somebody. This girl answers and says, hi, UPS. And I said, hey, but you could tell she was from home. You could hear someone doing the dishes in the background and her dog barking. Um, <laughs> she was like, hey, UPS. And I said, hey, so I had an interesting situation that happened. She goes, okay. She goes, I see your package is tracking as out for delivery. That means it's on a truck and somebody's going to drive by your house and deliver it. And I said, well, that's the thing that just happened. And she goes, Okay. And I said, no, 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 like the guy pulled up. He asked me what my box looked like or my package looked like. And I told him, and I think I left this out of the story, but I was like, I told him, I think it would be this or this, but I don't know. I didn't see the package. I didn't send it to myself. Like, I don't know. Um, And she goes, okay. And I said, and then he just got in the truck and drove off. Like he just, he didn't deliver my package. He didn't talk to me. And then even while he was driving away, I asked him what's going on and he didn't say anything. He just drove off. I said, now to be clear, I don't want to complain. And she cuts me off and she goes, it doesn't matter if you are, we're not going to do anything about it. I said, okay, cool. Um, But I want to know your protocol. And she goes, excuse me? And I said, so obviously this guy either couldn't find my package or chose not to deliver it right now. Regardless of which it was, I'm fine with that. And she goes, well, you're obviously not fine with that. You called us. Oh, now I got a smart ass on my hands. And I was like, "Uh, okay. I said, I'm just trying to figure out what I can expect to happen next. And she goes, well, what you can expect to happen next is you can continue to wait. And when we find your package, it will be delivered to you within a business day or two of us finding it. And I said, well, okay. So is this guy going to try to re-deliver it today? And she goes, I don't think so. (laughs) I said, okay. (laughs) I said, so I guess Monday? And she goes, yeah. And I said, okay. Okay. And what if I don't get it Monday? She goes, you continue to wait. And I said, for how long? And she goes, so the expected delivery date of this is Monday. Once nine more business days go by, you haven't gotten it. Then you don't call us back. You call the people who sent it to you, which looks like it's GameStop. So I'm guessing this is video games. More of that malcontent. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you have to contact GameStop. And it's up to them to file a claim with us. And within 90 days, we will give GameStop their money back for the package. And then you can work it out with them how to get your money back. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, now I know what you guys do. And she goes, and that's why you called? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, just wait. You'll get your package, I promise. And I said, that's fine. Thank you. She goes, bye. But yeah, (laughs) so it's like, okay, Mm. all right. And of course, Monday, got my package. There you go. Uh, Box was in great shape. It was a little box. Opened it up. Who cares? That guy may as well have done the fucking hock it from the fucking driveway where you hear it thunk against the the door. Yeah. Because I don't know what happened to these games, but they have been in a serious industrial accident. Oh, boy. (laughs) I got five games. Um, For the record... I got Resident Evil Origins Collection on Xbox One, which is Resident Evil 0 and 1 together. Mm-hmm. I got Knack. I got Until Dawn. I got Final Fantasy X2. Mm-hmm. 
and which I uh, no Lightning Returns is X three Final Fantasy thirteen uh, three. Um, so it's Final Fantasy thirteen two, not X two. I've got X two already. Uh, this is Final Fantasy thirteen two. Um, and then finally that new Contra game. Hold on, what's it called? Contra. Hard, hard, um, Rogue, Rogue Corps. Rogue Corps. Yeah. Rogue Corps. With the panda. Uh, yeah. So the Resident Evil Origins collection. <laughs> Came in a yellow uh, sleeve, no case. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm used to that. The disc was in okay shape. Knack, uh, I think someone shot the case, but it's one of those GameStop whatever cases anyway, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, and it had just shy of 300 stickers on it. <laughs> um, oh, Knack. And, uh, and, and on the back of it... Uh, if for any reason this knack was involved in a major crime or a murder, I've got a full handprint here for whoever needs it that you guys can remove from this. Oh, man. However, I put the knack in, right? This is always the test. I put the knack in my PS4. It installed just fine. So I guess it's fine. Mm-hmm. If it installs, it installs. Um, Final Fantasy X2 had been rebuffed by, like, a rebuffing machine. Oh, yeah. Those are the worst. Which seemed to be fine. Um, And it's a Hollywood video rental-esque... Like, it's from a rental place, but it's it's not Hollywood video, obviously. That hasn't existed for a while. But it's one of those things where it looks like the normal case on the front, but on the back, it's got the weird font, and it's got a picture of the Xbox 360 controller, and it tells you, like, what the buttons do. Mm-hmm. So I got that. Um, but when I pop it into the Xbox one, it identifies it as X two, right? And that's Xbox one enhanced and stuff. So I can download the digital version. So I'm happy with that. Don't care if it works on a 360 particularly, um, until Dawn was my personal favorite. Somebody wrote, they didn't have like the GameStop sleeve. So it's a black case and in like red, like highlighter they wrote until dawn i'm guessing so it's like blood mm-hmm. on the diagonal of the plastic that was around the case i like it <laughs> until dawn has a deep scratch oh. just straight down the middle oh, no. uh from the edge to the center well sorry i used the word deep it didn't have a deep scratch it had a scratch mm-hmm. i wiped it with a microfiber cloth and it seemed to pretty much buff out, which means it's not a deep scratch. Blu-ray is scratch resistant. It's not scratch proof. Yeah. Tonight, I will be installing that and seeing if it works. And if it doesn't for all these games, I think I can just go to a local GameStop that has it in stock and swap it out. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They might give me lip. We'll see. Um, and then, of course, Trees, you know this is coming. The Contra Rogue Core. Yeah mint condition of course no one's perfect shape original playstation box it was perfectly protected i'm it had the download code in there because Mm -hmm. apparently there's pre-order dlc it's the day one edition oh boy it's in mint condition never been touched and i'm fairly certain like my copy of bloodborne they just pulled the wrapper off of a brand new copy and sent it to me surprise that wasn't a steel book yeah right. no dense <laughs> no it was in perfect shape yeah. so <laughs> right off the, the assembly line well so, um 
So yeah, I expected that. Like I said, remember I got these. I got those games that I just listed to you, plus fifteen more for fifty six dollars <laughs> shipped. Mm-hmm. So like I I didn't have crazy hopes um, here. So all I did was I know I have those games and I tucked them uh, on my bookshelf. Um, it's not a bookshelf actually. It's just a TV stand and I like stack them up there. Mm-hmm. I just there's a little space behind the uh, stack of games, so I just uh, hit them <laughs> behind the stack there of games. Go. So they're not on display, but I got the disc. I owned them digitally before on PlayStation Plus, anyway, so I'm set. But yeah, so I was wondering my luck was when my luck was going to run out on GameStop giving me because uh, all my orders recently have all come and they've all been case, manual, disc, everything in pretty good condition. Never got like bad stuff. I knew my luck was going to run out there eventually, and it finally did. Um, so, no shocker there, but it was it was pretty funny. So nice. Um, but uh, so I want to talk to you about before I talk about games real quick. I want to talk to you about uh, the future. Okay. So trees. Mm-hmm. Today's date when we're recording this is June 9th. Of June. course, the podcast is coming out on June eleventh. Okay, friends. This podcast hits June 11th. Um, something would be either just going on, I believe, or have a, having just ended, but I'm fairly certain that had this been any other year, I would be drunk right now. Right. And I would have the week off, and I would be um, talking about E3. E3 mm-hmm. would be going mm-hmm. on. We would have seen a bunch of press conferences recently. I miss um, it. I miss it. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a slight saving grace, which was they're still doing digital events. You know what I mean? They're not going right. to be up to snuff, as we'll get to in a minute, but digital events are going on. Mm, yeah. um, there was a... Uh, so at this time, on this episode, I was planning we would have been talking about PlayStation showing off PlayStation 5 games. Right which was supposed to happen last week. And PC Gamer was going to do their E3 presentation, as they were always going to do, uh, this last weekend that just passed. Those things didn't happen. And they didn't happen because of some very real things that you and I just don't really have an opinion to share on the subject. Um, but, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, some, some political unrest going on in this country. Yes. Those were delayed. Now, I know both sides have opinions, and I'm sorry to be, I'm going to use a buzzword real quick here, so trigger warning, but I'm sorry to be centrist, but um, whether or not those political acts are, are, are worthwhile, I don't want to speak to. Um, whether or not you partake in the humanitarian options that I think make sense, your business. Last but not least, whether or not PlayStation and PC Gamer and everybody else, basically, who was in the games press last week, um, had a justified reason or not. Um, Or you feel, sorry, you feel, and when I say you, I mean the royal you, feel that it was a justified reason to delay these things. Not a big deal, right? Like, I remember reading that the PlayStation thing got delayed and I was like, huh, oh, that makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that that was literally my reaction. I didn't go look on Twitter. Right. I didn't start a blog post. I didn't feel the need to comment on anything. You know, I, I, I think just it's pretty universal. Like, I don't think anybody's right. 
at least most of our listeners. I think I everybody like understands yeah. what's going on right now right. everywhere. But the good news, Trees, is that that's now happening this week. Mm-hmm. So when we talk next, that will have happened. So I just want people to know that uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the 11th, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Pacific, <laughs> Central, it is, I believe, uh, uh, what would that be? That would be noon Pacific. Somehow I think those times are off. Double check your times, friends. But sometime around then, Sony's going to do their PlayStation 5 event um, where they're going to show off PlayStation 5 gameplay. And from a realistic standpoint, I think people should realize that it may or may not, they said it's pre-recorded, so it may or may not be something similar to what we've already seen out of Xbox. But hopefully not. Hopefully it's uh, more than trailers, I think, is what people expect. Although, given the fact that everyone's at home and shit like that and they can't do live demos, I, I don't really know. I don't know if you should go into that with any expectations whatsoever. So... One thing I do know, Trees, is they've already gotten ahead of it, and they said, we will not be broadcasting this in 4K. We will not be broadcasting this in 60 frames a second. Because of our limitations with our pre-recordings and people working from home, which to me, to a certain extent, sounds like they're like, this is a shit show, and we never were equipped to let people bring home the serious hardware they need to edit these videos, so Mm -hmm. they're not going to do it. Um which, as somebody who works largely, can work almost solely remotely, I reject that. Um, there are very easy ways to do it, but whatevs. Um, but, yeah, they're going to just broadcast it in 1080p 30, which is fine. But it means, like, you're going to have to use your imagination. Right, right, right. You're going <laughs> to... Like, watch these and think of it being better. <laughs> yeah, that's they literally say that yeah. in the blog post, Step actually. Step it up a little. Uh, that's all. Yeah. Quint. So... And what it means to me is I don't have to wait till I get home and watch it on my big TV. I can watch it at work watch it on, on my phone. lunch break yeah. because, <laughs> because it doesn't then, matter you know that what? much. Quite honestly, I don't have a 4K TV. My gaming, my, I shouldn't say it. My living room does, but my, my gaming that my Xbox and stuff is like, isn't a 4K TV. I don't have 4K systems. So quite honestly, like them showing me games... Anyways, as long as the content's good, like it doesn't matter to me. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I don't care if something is 4K if it doesn't interest me. I could care less. Like, as That's long true. as it's interesting shit, and then you understand that what it's going to be on and what it will be capable of. But I want to see the bones of it. Like that's what's mm-hmm. that's what's interesting to me. You know. I want to see what Sony's got planned because right now it seems to be that, you know, everyone's like, well, there's the Ubisoft lineup, which, you know, Ubisoft will always, right, Trees? Yeah. If, if a new console's coming out, Ubisoft has our back. Good for them. And we're, you know it, they, they always do. Good for they them. They always launch with games, yes. And it seems like this year in particular is going to be slamming. So Ubisoft in July will do what mm-hmm. would have been a version of their E3 presentation. I say a version because, yeah, I think people need to curb their expectations from a viewing fidelity standpoint. (laughs) But like you, I got hung up on the visuals and stuff like that. But like you, I came to the conclusion recently after talking to Chase that like, yeah, let's just worry about content right now. I mean, I can see it look pretty once I get it on my own screen. But it still looks good. 
Like even when you're watching those trailers, oh, yeah. and what oh, you're yeah. still like, that's awesome. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's not like even though you're not seeing them in 4K, it's not like they look like ass. You're like, yeah, no, I understand no, that no, looks no. great. <laughs> Like, that's amazing looking. Well, and 4K live streams, especially on, like, YouTube and Twitch, aren't fantastic. That's not great either, because, I mean, you know, like... Like, I I have the bandwidth, and they're still not fantastic. They're just... It's too much. I watched Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer on my phone, Mm -hmm. and guess what? Mm -hmm. It looked fucking awesome. (laughs) Yes, I get it. If I watched it on on a 4K TV, it would look even better. But I get what they're going for, and I, I... I can, it still looks amazing. So it's like, that don't right. bug me at all. Just show me some game trailers, some cool ass game trailers, man. Yeah. And, and, and I think that is what, uh, like I said, I have no expectations, but that's what I think they're going to do. So similar to what Xbox did a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. And I think from just, uh, and, and again, you know, I'm a big E3 nerd. So this is the only reason I'm even speaking to it. I think everybody's got to, I remember people really getting upset with uh, like the Square Enix E3 presentation a couple years back where they showed off a lot of cool games, but they were all just trailers and mild demos and people were really disheartened by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting more and more kind of sick of hearing that. Like, do you really want to see Jamie Kennedy walk up and grab his balls while he makes fun of somebody doing a demo? Or can we just watch video games get played? Mm-hmm. And... I, I I really struggle with people and this notion of like, well, I see it in a trailer, but that could be all just smoke and mirrors and them fucking lying to me. You know, somebody was talking about how one of the trailers for the Xbox one, they were like, I found out that was on a PC running a 2080 Ti. They lied to me. Yeah. Such, <clears throat> so mad. And they're like... Had they played that live on a stage, they never would have gotten away with it. Well, no, guy, they actually did. Yeah. You know, a lot of those E3 demos you've seen in the past were running on but, super PCs that they were hoping would hit the console fidelity once you know the what? game came out. I didn't give a shit. In case in point, what we just talked about was like, n- none of those Xbox Series X games on that showcase mm-hmm. thing interested me. And that's probably Microsoft's bigger problem. Yeah. Now, it was third party. I'd like to see what they're doing with first party. Yes. But, the, um, that, but my point is, but like, yeah. I wasn't watching it at 4K. I don't care. But the game And I was, and yeah, you didn't miss much. <laughs> it didn't interest me. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of what they look like. like there were I a lot of weird Geiger it. fallacies, though, that you missed in 4K. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like that. I don't like H.I. Geiger shit. It weeds me out. It creeps me out. I don't like that style. We talked about this before. (laughs) So I won't be playing that Um, anyways. So, and again, Microsoft is not done, but I'm curious to see how Sony's going to do this. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not going to learn anything about the console itself. I know they're going to do that. They hopefully will do that sooner than later, but uh, Sony and Microsoft have clear marketing paths and, Given the circumstances, they're not really interested in sharing them with people in advance. They're just going to organically let these things come out and do little announcements. And I, for one, kind of dig it. Mm. Like, I kind of like the idea where all of a sudden, like last week, I was like, ooh, in like three days, I'm going to get to watch something. And yeah, they delayed it a week, but then I only have to wait a week, right? Like, and I'm going to see something this Thursday, ideally. Mm -hmm. Um same thing with the PC gamer thing. Uh, that I'm going to do uh, more of a live stream thing because it's on Saturday in the middle of the day. 
So uh, if you guys are in the Discord and you want to, come to the shout box. I'll be talking about it. I might be talking to myself, but I'll be talking about it. Uh, not not broadcasting or anything. I'm not going to do a show or anything, but just typing up what I see. Um, that one's going to be fun. Going to have a couple drinks, watch that thing, uh, pretend E3 is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just more and more events coming. You know, EA is going to do their thing, I think, next week. And uh, um, I believe Activision wants to do something, but they haven't announced a date. We know uh, uh, Ubisoft's going to do something. I forget if Bethesda's going to talk about anything. But yeah, this whole summer, we're going to just keep seeing random things. Mm. And I kind of like that. What do you think? Do you like having it stretch out over the summer with like little announcements here or there? Or do you prefer just the one big E3 glut? I, I do like the one big show just because I, it's fun, right? It's fun yeah. to be like, I'm going to watch this for the next hour and a half or whatever. And it's it's good to see right. all the press around it and people reacting to it. Um, but at the same time, it is what it is. So it's like, this is what we're getting. And that will be fun too, but it's, it's tougher when it's small, bite-sized things like this. Because if it's a show, right, I can sit down with my frozen pizza and – Mm-hmm. And sit there, and that's I'm gonna watch this. Opposed to jumping around to different YouTube videos and mm-hmm. you finding the content, because sometimes yeah. when they put out like this, you gotta find it. Opposed to yeah. like I'm gonna watch it like a show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like when you get on Twitch and YouTube during E3, it's on the front page. You can't miss mm-hmm. it. They they they're driving people to it. You know, but so. That I, you know, I'll miss it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I missed the big show. I'm sure it will come back, but hey, it is what it is. And I'll find, I'll seek out the content and I'll, I'll find what I need to watch. You know what I mean? Yep. But yes, it is more, it's more digestible when you can sit and watch it sort of in a, in a show format, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. I've kind of already, you know, Decided what console I'm going to go for for my own reasons, but uh, I'm Switch. always open to. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Series X. I'm Series X. Oh, okay. Will be my next gen console. However, if PlayStation can give a compelling enough reason, I could see myself getting a PlayStation 5 as well. So I'm, I'm willing to do both. I'll, I'll have them both eventually. I don't know which one first. Eventually, yeah. I don't know which one's the first, reason, but. so the reason I like, I already know I want the Series X first, is because of what I want to use it for. I think there's going to be an extremely low number of games coming out this holiday, and that makes sense, right? Um, it's just realistic. So for me, it's that Series X is um, going to do that forward compatible stuff where it improves the performance of both Xbox One games as well as 360 and original Xbox games, and it adds HDR to games that didn't have HDR in them already. It also remixes a lot of them to Atmos. Now, there's a lot of naysayers out there, a lot of people who don't care, this and that. That's fine. I care. So I want to see it. And that's what I'm willing to pay for. I'm willing to pay for what I already know it does. Um, if there are cool games for it too, sweet. I do like the fact that they're doing that smart delivery thing where basically, you know, it's the same smart delivery. Everybody's making a big deal over. Do you know what that is? Trees smart delivery. That's when you buy Mm -hmm. it on one and then you can get it for the other one for free. For the most part, that's the good way to visualize it. Um, it's going on right now anyway. Like it goes on right now. Mm -hmm. If you have 
for example, an Xbox 360 game, Gears of War 1, mm-hmm. and you put it into an Xbox One or an Xbox One S, it detects it and downloads right. Gears of War 1 and plays it on your screen. If you have a Xbox Series X, it realizes you have an Xbox Series X and plays it differently and in some cases downloads different assets. Mm-hmm. It does that also with Xbox One games. It definitely does it with Xbox One games. So for example, Shadow of War, I recently downloaded Middle Earth Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. And it said, do you want the 4K cinematics and texture pack? It's an additional 20 gigabytes. But it will enhance your game and is compatible with the Xbox One X. Now, usually it doesn't ask you that. It's just that was one of the earliest ones where they made it an option to be able to download it. But um, yeah, this is going to work the same way. Whether you buy a digital copy of Cyberpunk 2077 or you buy a disc copy, if you put it in an Xbox One, it'll perform one way. If you put it in an Xbox One X, it will download potentially different assets and perform higher and then if you put in a series x it'll download potentially even bigger assets and perform even better it just it basically goes i know what device you're on Mm -hmm. and i will download the version you need and for some reason people are having a real hard time wrapping their heads around this concept Hmm. but that's it sounds pretty easy to me yeah and so i like that concept as well so you know um I am still struggling with, do I buy Cyberpunk 2077 on PC or on console? I think because I'll be sitting around for many, 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 many hours playing it, mm-hmm. I'd probably go console so I can be on the big sofa. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the biggest thing we're going to lose here is hype, right? The hype train is like dead. Yeah. Big games are coming out, Trees. Ghost of Tsushima, which has a fucking amazing steelbook, mm-hmm. is on the way. Yeah. Last of Us 2, week and a half away. Comes out a week from Friday. Wow. Yeah. Not even thinking here. about it. We should be hype. Yeah. But people are just not. That doesn't mean they're not going to buy it, right? We see this time and time again. That's That's one thing I do like, is even though the hype's not there and no one's talking about it, uh, well, not too much, and you know it's not getting the traffic that it used to or the coverage that it used to. We look at the sales, and they're selling just as well, if not better, than before. So that's good. Um, but and when I say they, I mean games. Um, but uh, but yeah, it just feels like the hype train, even if it was artificial, that came with E3 is just not going to be there this year, mm-hmm. and that's a little unfortunate. Do you want to like do a hype train like just you and me? We'll just get stupid for like two hours, like on a Saturday, and just get over exaggerated mm-hmm. over everything. You want to do that sometime this summer or no? Kingdom Hearts four. Fuck yeah! I've only played Kingdom Hearts one, but I'm down. I hope to play Kingdom Hearts two this summer though. Mm. So, um, but with all that in mind, uh, good old games was doing a bunch of demos of games that aren't out yet. Trees. Oh. Would have worked a lot better if it was E3 time, yeah. right? But they did it. And uh, am I correct? Like, you don't have any games to discuss right now? Well, I've played a few games. Oh, the well, then game. I want you to do that. Sorry. I, I apologize. 
I was just talking about E3 stuff, and then I blended into it because you made it sound like you hadn't done well, anything. I haven't I done anything new. What you've been playing. I should with. say, I, I you know, wow. uh, I did send you a text. It didn't get a response, but I did. I might I have did. missed it. Sorry. My sister was being dramatic this weekend. Oh, I, I uh, sent you. So Sunday, was it Sunday? No, Saturday. Saturday night, I sent you a text. Um. It was... I see it now. Yes. Sorry, I missed this. Oh, no. I sent that to you. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So uh, it was It was 9.30. It was 9.30 Saturday night. It was. My, it was. My store in my town was closing in a half an hour. And uh, I had a bunch of turnips. I had to un- offload. Jesus, talking about Animal Crossing. They know what I'm talking about, Fred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Don't talk down to our audience. When, when I say when I say my store is closing and uh, I have turnips to offload, they know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, actually, sorry. Real quick, fun fact. Just because you mentioned store closing, that GameStop I told you about with the dumpster and the shutters. Yeah. Closed. Oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. Oh boy. You know. Um. So yeah, so I ended up I had all these turnips <laughs> and my prices never never went up during the week. And no. if you don't know Fred, like you buy turnips on Sunday. And then you okay. have them and then so from Monday to the following Saturday, uh your turnip prices go up and down during the week. Uh twice a yes, day. Yes, I believe it's called in the game. It's very uh, eloquent. The the stock S T A L K exchange. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, which I think is fantastic. It's pretty good. It's not bad. <laughs> I love puns. Uh, um although the lady who sells you the turnips now is like the granddaughter. There's always like a boar. I think she's a boar. I can't, you know, some of the animals get okay. all mixed up. And it used to be, I want to say it was a boar, this lady, and uh now you're talking about the animal and not the fact that she's boring. Exactly, a little bit of both. But and she would say the turnips. And in this game, it's a young animal boar. I think it's a boar. I could be wrong. Um, or a war dog. I, it could yes, be. Yes, and I think she's the daughter or the granddaughter of the other one. I can't remember. Uh, but she always has. I'm going to look this up so you don't have to go insane. But continue. She always has a big drip of snot hanging out her nose. And she coughs and sneezes on you all the time, which I think is really inappropriate for the times we're in. <laughs> Always sneeze on you. Like, well, don't you have masks? Like, Jesus Christ, this thing. Buying terms off of this. Um, anyways, uh, so I had about... Uh, so you're referring to Daisy May. To look like to you. So, Hold on. It's a bore. Daisy May. Daisy May. Turf lady. Yeah, she might be a I think the, the original one, if you see the, the older one, I think they have she has tusks. Anyways, yeah, um that's fair. so the problem was I had like hundred and fifty thousand bells worth of turnips laying around. And if you don't sell them uh by the following Sunday when the turnip lady comes, they all go bad. They go rotten. So you get right. you gotta off- offload these things. So there's a thing on Reddit called Turnip Exchange. Uh, I know people like Lowe's. I'm familiar. I know there's people like Lowe's and stuff have delved into this. You know, um, we've talked. About- so real quick, the uh, the older the the woman you were talking about that Joan or whatever yes. or no is Joan. It is Joan. Yeah, and she does have tusks. Yeah, and she is a boar. 
So Boom. you are correct. Nailed it. So trees nailed it. I, I remember. My memory's good on those things. Um, and so yes, Daisy May is also a bore. She just might not look. So the, the the clock was ticking. At a half an hour, I said, "Of course." And we talked about it before. I said, "I don't want to break my game by doing this and then getting like millions of bells, and then you know, kind of kills the grind a little." But I was desperate. Uh, so yes, I turned to the turn of exchange uh, on Reddit. So there's regular Reddit threads where people just post stuff, but there's also like when you go to the actual turn of exchange, it's actually like a whole slick interface. Um, you know, where you can look for towns, you can post your own town. Uh, and basically it lists all the towns that are currently open in their belt in their turnip prices. And they also have queues. Like you, you join the queue and basically, I don't know how it works, but it, it determines, you know, it, 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 sets a number of people to come in and out and you get in a queue and when it's your turn, uh, it pops up the Dodo code and the Dodo codes are what, uh, if you don't know somebody and you say, I want to open my town uh, to visitors, I want to use a Dodo code. It gives you a code. And if you throw that code, like in a Reddit thread or online or give it to somebody, they can type that in and it will bring you, bring that person to your town. Yep. So basically you get in this queue and you just like wait, and uh, eventually, when you get in the, the top three, the Dodo code pops up on your screen. Uh, you punch it in on your switch. You go, you go to the town. Uh, you can see in the descriptions of the picture I sent, people have all parameters for when you go to their town. Some people are super fucking greedy, <coughs> and they want of course they specific are specific things, the internet. and they want you to leave all this garbage. Some people are just like, come, have fun if you want to leave something. And what's hilarious is when you go to these towns, the ones I've been to, uh, mm-hmm. they have roped off areas where you leave your fucking tribune. You leave your fucking gift. <laughs> your tribute? Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 yeah the tribute. They have all the, the section there and all this nonsense. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the ones where the bells are like crazy – like way up there, those queues are forever. You'd be in them all day trying to get into a town. So basically, I found a, a one that was just a bit more than what I paid for, and that queue only had like like six people in it, and they weren't asking for nothing. So that's where I went, and uh, I got over three hundred thousand bells dropping those off. Thank the person I left. They were looking some iron and some hardwood. It's fucking nothing. There you go, buddy. Left that. I left. Paid off my mortgage of my my third room in my house with that money, and it was all good. So that was uh, you know that was my uh, time on the tourniquet exchange. You know, it's good times, Fred. I don't. It sounds like I, it. I don't think I'm going to do it a lot just because I don't want to break my own game. My 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 island's still under major construction. For anybody listening, you know, it's, it won't be open. For, I don't know what I'm doing. Trees is scared you're going to come over and be like, the fuck? What is it? I put construction signs everywhere so people know. Like, it's just fucked up, but it's a mess. It's a whole thing. I started filming in rivers and stuff. It's it's a whole, it's a nightmare over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more Kingdom Come, Fred. I uh, had a bad moment last night. And it's going to take mm-hmm. me a few days to, to get that sour taste out of my mouth. 
Oh, come on. You can't leave so, us with that. Well, so we I talked about how the saving works on that game. Uh, there's two two ways. It either saves after major events or like if, if you sleep for the night, it will save. Or if you use this drink saver, sa- saver snops, which is hilarious. Um, but you got to pay for those. Those are pretty expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem with this game is you do a quest, like a main quest. The quest keeps fucking branching. Like, it just keeps going. Like, some quests just keep going. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, so basically I ran to a quest where I'm investigating a, a slaughter of this these stables where some bandits came oh, and killed, okay. like, all the horses and, like, killed somebody. And then they're like, well, let's go there and look around and you're looking around and then they're like all right you you know look for clues so wait, wait wait let me let me ask you something yeah. real quick I'm, I'm dead serious when i ask this mm-hmm. too so was it like oh they're killing horses that's too bad but then somebody dies and like a fucking human's dead now let's get on this no it, or was it just like one night a massive it, slaughter yeah, it, and there was, just happened to be a bunch of horses and a human yeah it was one night and it looked like it it started, it was going to be a robbery or something, but shit went sideways <laughs> and they murdered, they killed like all the horses and some stable boy got killed, something. It was a mess, right? Okay. So you're going to, it sounds like you got to go investigate with, with the, the, the guards and stuff. And then it's like, well, go talk to people and look around. So you go talk to people and then boom, boom, boom. And then someone hears something and they're like, oh, some people went that way. Okay, investigate the woods. So you go off in the woods, you investigate, and you run into the bandits. Uh, you find some of the bandits left around, you fight with them, and you find a wounded one, and you, you find some tool on them that leads back to the stable. Then you question it about the tool, and then one dude's missing. Where'd he go? Uh, he took <laughs> off. Uh, he's with the charcoal burners. I had to look up what the charcoal burner was. Uh is that a derogatory term? No, the, the back then there was camps of people that made charcoal. Oh, yeah. So it they, they, they were, did what they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It basically they they're they're rivers because they need the water, and mm-hmm. uh, you basically cook wood, and it mm. you know it breaks down into charcoal, but yeah. it takes weeks of just burning and keeping the fires going. So these nomads are right. uh, charcoal burners. And this guy knows one of them, so he's probably with one of these camps with his three different camps in three different sections. You got to investigate all of those, and that leads you to this one camp. And they're like, "Oh, we know where this fucker is," uh, but he's not coming out because there's people looking for him. So you got to go take care of those people. You're like, "Fuck, okay." So I go take care of these people. All right. Kill them. I just feel like this is all going to end uh, anyway. Continue. Right? So then I go back and I go, I killed those people. And they're like, okay, well, he's in his special hideout in a cave somewhere, but there's uh, three different caves. He's in one of those. So I go there and I find him, and he goes, can I come back? And I go, I don't know. And they go, go back and tell about this guy. And uh, he talked about another guy. He's in this other town. We'll go to that town. Well, that town's pretty fucking far away. Uh, I forgot to mention that I, I got a horse. His name is Pebbles, Fred. I didn't name him that. His name's just Pebbles. When I go up to him, <laughs> the, the name hovers above his head, Pebbles. Uh, and it's hilarious because no matter where you go and you whistle, 
you yeah. hear his clip clop, and then you turn around, he's standing behind you, and it scares the <laughs> shit out of you. Because like, unlike Red Dead, where you whistle and they come like, you know, barreling through brush or crashing <laughs> yeah. through people to get to you. The way this game is programmed, you never see him come. You just hear the clip clop, and he's always, no matter which way you're facing, he'll be standing behind you, pebbles. <laughs> and it scares the Jesus Christ. I swore the other night. My, ah. says, my wife says, stop swearing in there. Kids are sorry, this fucking horse. He's popping up behind me. I don't know how he gets there. Anyways. Didn't Roach just pop up like that, though, in Witcher 3? I don't remember Roach. Um, okay. Anyways, so I have a horse, so I go a little faster, but I had to go all the way to this other town, and then, like, you find the guy you're looking for, but he got gutted, and he's hanging up. Someone oh, gutted shit. him, so they're like, I'm like, this guy's gutted, so I have to interview the town, and they're like, uh, yeah, we'll used to hang out at the tavern, so we go to the tavern, and they're like, well, he used to talk to the priest, so you go talk to the priest. And he gives you the name of someone else. And it's like, all right, uh, I'll go look for this guy. And they go, yeah, but this guy, they, they hide out in these mines. And uh, so you got to go f- look at all these mines. So I go to one mine, it's closed. It's not this mine. Let me go to this other mine. And then I go on the road and uh, there's bandits there, Fred. And these bandits murdered me okay. real quick. And it's like, oh. you, you died. Continue. And I continued. And it put me back an hour. But the very- so like the beginning of the stable thing. Yes. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I am so glad I did not play this game. Good game. <laughs> I can't. There, I'm sure it's a good game. And there are some people who you just told that story, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> okay. I am not what? that man. I told that wrong. I told that out of out of sorts, Fred. Because I did wait. I did the whole first part of the stable thing where I interviewed people. And then when I had to go to the other town to find this other guy, I went home first. That's right. I went home and and I slept. Right? That's right. Okay. And then I'm courting this girl that helped save me from the very beginning of the game. So she's kind of been around since the beginning. Uh, And I've been going on dates with her. Every few days you go on like these little dates with her. And that's right. I remember this now because it was a gratuitous sex scene that I couldn't skip if my daughter was in the other room. And I was like, holy shit. And I have my headphones on. I love stories like And this. I'm like, they're going to look and be like, what are you watching in there? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'm trying to skip it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, that's right. So I was playing uh, some game with her in the rain. And then we hid in a barn. That never, you know where that's going. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, it picture the sex scene from the first Mass Effect, where it's just sort okay, of like yeah. flashes, except now pull back a little, show more sex, and a lot more thrusting. And that's what was happening. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't pause I was trying to pause it. My daughter's like trying to get a fucking granola bar from the cabinet. And I'm just like, Jesus, someone help me. Anyways, after that scene was over... <laughs> There was no power button on your TV. Thank God. I didn't think fast enough. I was too aroused by watching this video game. Oh, no, I get it. I, I get concentrated it. Up. I fumbled. I dropped my controller. What the hell are you doing in here? Get out. I'll I don't throw know. you your granola bar. Get out. Daddy doesn't have much anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things, people. And then... um. 
That's right. So, she may not have gotten the granola bar, but she left with my pride. <laughs> that's right. So that happened. And it saved it after that part in the barn. And then I went and did like almost an hour's worth yeah. of shit. And then when I died, it brought me back to the barn. And I went, okay, we'll mm. be turning this off for the night. <laughs> and that was like. Not done, just done for the night. And then, you know, another hot break real quick is that uh, I had bought um, a little game on my Switch mm. called uh, Puzzles and Dragons Gold. Cause I'm a big public mm. dragons fella from the mobile. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I fell in love with it on the 3ds when they did the puzzles and dragons in Mario. I don't know if you remember yep. that, but that was like a bang for your buck. Awesome. It was like, you know, the Mario part was awesome, but even if you just played the puzzles of dragons side, they redid okay. it all. So it was sort of like a Pokemon, like yokai watch sort of aesthetic. You mm-hmm. actually had a character and you ran around a town and there was, you know, different places you went and you fought and it was amazing. You leveled up your uh, dragons, you know, you evolved them. Uh, it was good times. Right. So I noticed on the Switch, they had Puzzles and Dragons Gold, like ultimate blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm buying that shit for the Switch. I even had a little stylus for the <laughs> Switch to play it with. And that game is horrible, Fred. Oh. Don't you hate when they go backwards somehow? Like you're like, how do you go, how do you go forward on a better system but go backwards in the game? Like I don't understand. Right. Like how did this get shittier? Yeah. So the aesthetics are great. Like it looks great. Uh, they took out the whole story mode. There is no character. There is no running around. There is no nothing. The story mode is basically looking at static anime pitches talk to each other because i guess this turned into an anime which i had no clue um, of course it did and it basically consists of just doing tournaments and then they give you a preset dragons as a team hmm. and you can't evolve them <laughs> you don't evolve them you basically as you level up you unlock different thing like different uh attacks they can do Mm-hmm. But you can't swap them out for different ones, even though there's hundreds of them. Uh, not good. It's not good. Yeah, it, no, it, it upset me a lot, and it makes me want to go charge up my 3DS because I had downloaded that, so it's on my 3DS somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe stop playing it on my 3DS again. Oh, there you but go. There's a little, if anybody likes Puzzles of Dragons, people. Uh, skip the one for the Switch. It, I love the description because it's like made especially for the Switch. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Really? Because you require a We stylus. screwed it up, guys. <laughs> it says when you boot it up, uh, must be played in handheld mode, and you need a stylus for the most part, but let's use your finger. So it's like, meh. It was built really especially for the Switch. Switch. Yeah. Really more built for the 3DS, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Um, shame. That's a shame. That bummed me out. Because uh, I got back to that this week and I was like, oh, man, I don't want I just bought this and I don't want to play it now. Anyways, Fred, Sorry, man. that was my week. I mean, you know, mostly more Animal Crossing Kingdom Hum. I apologize for anybody. I try to keep the stories interesting, at least entertaining. <laughs> but is what it is, man. I i I'm I'm loving the adventures of Kingdom Come, frankly. <laughs> well, yeah, not much an adventure this week. More of a setback. 
little bit of a setback. Uh, uh, I got their sexy. definition. The sex scene was great, but yep, you know, whatever. Sex scene and a death scene. What more could you ask for? You can ask for more than that, I guess. <laughs> what about you? What are you up to? Uh, played a bunch of demos. Um, well, actually, real quick, I did play through Resident Evil Revelations, and people saw me. So I need to stop complaining on Twitter. Yeah, why would you do that? Well, because no, no, not not about life, uh, but about Resident Evil, why would you? <laughs> or just about the game I'm playing. Because people think that I'm like not playing those games anymore. Like, like I'll I'll quit the game if I'm frustrated with it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just noticed something. So I was playing through Resident Evil Revelations, and it's like the trifecta. Like I played that game on 3DS. I played it again on Xbox 360 when it re-released on that. And I haven't played it in a long time. I think that game came out like near the launch of 3DS. Mm -hmm. I remember that being early into 3DS. Um, and it was cool at the time because it was like Resident Evil on a portable console. Plus, uh, Revelations kind of returns to the survival horror genre. Right. You know, you're exploring a ship, finding keys, things like that. It does some goofy shit, though, with, like, a scanner and things like that. Uh, it's got some colorful characters as well. But uh, the biggest problem I have, and I think it's more prevalent when you're playing it on a console, is that this game is clumsy and chock full of, can like, canned animations, mm -hmm. like, reload animations and things like that. But it wants you to play the game, especially when we're talking about boss battles and ambushes with a degree of fidelity that the game isn't capable of resident evil four is capable of it even more. So resident evil five and I didn't play too much of six, but from what I did play of six, it was definitely capable of it. Um, this not so much. Uh, and to me that was frustrating. Did I quit? No. Uh, Oh, the other thing is the first boss battle is the hard, uh, probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest, boss battle in the game. Mm. So there's that. That That's a thing. Um, but I got through it. I got through it. Um, and I said, it's it's preposterous. It's it's <laughs> Resident Evil 5's like, design smacked into Resident Evil 1's like, layout and then wanting, wanting it to be more like a Call of Duty game. Uh basically and what it expects you to do but all in all i enjoyed it i finished it i had fun with it i won't be going back to it um like again because there's like a raid mode and everybody's like play the raid mode uh the <laughs> other thing it did that hurts is it doesn't give you many achievements trees i beat the game on normal i did all the supplemental stuff and i still only have like 250 points to show for it most of the points are raid mode so mm. <laughs> but it's like a 10 hour campaign like it's it's significant especially for something that was originally a 3ds game right right so, yeah uh, one thing you, i i think you'll get a kick out of if you ever see this game i doubt you'll play it it's on game pass though if you'd like to give it a go um is uh, uh <laughs> the women in this game <laughs> yeah are not treated with quite the uh the Kid glove, delicate Respect gloves. As the men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jill Valentine, the original protagonist from the original game, is who you play as for a large portion of the game. But Chris is also in there, which is your partner, you know, in right. the original game. Yep. But you guys have different partners. So Jill's walking around in a wetsuit because it's on a boat. You're on boats most of the time. Uh, you're on a ship liner at sea. So they come into the thing in a wetsuit. Well, it seems like when Chris 
and um, oh, what is your other guy's? And then you've got a different partner who's like a French guy who's kind of chubby. And when those two come onto a boat, they're wearing like full blown army fatigues, almost like SWAT gear with like black costume all over the place and like lots of armor and stuff. Not Jill. She'll unzip that wetsuit about halfway down her torso. She'll let the <laughs> cleavage hang out. She's she's chilling. She had time for eyeliner and mm-hmm. um, lipstick and and she's living it up. You know what I mean? Real tight wetsuit, you know, and she just finds all these interesting poses that she wants to stand in. Um, but Chris's partner, and I remember her name was Jessica, She's even more interesting, Trees. She does the, like, oh, you know, like, cheeky booty bathing suit that's almost like a thong. Oh. And then uh, she also has leggings, but it's interesting. It's straight out of, like, the 80s with love. One side is a full legging, so she's got a full wetsuit, like, right leg. Right. But her left leg is all naked, including the butt cheek and everything. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, not the most practical thing. And she's got high high heels, uh, right? Because you got to be badass in pumps. Hmm. Um, very so, bayonetta. Yeah, the, <laughs> the men and women are very different. The men are also like all about like getting down to business, solving everything, and being the hero. The women, especially Jessica, is just kind of ready to have sex with just about everybody on that ship, and everybody like wants to go on a date with her, and stalking her after work with one of the co-workers was like, funny and okay. The, the game needs to go to a, a little bit of a, a class on just just toning it down, yeah. I guess is what I would say. Yeah. Um, even when Jessica's out, there's a scene where you guys are in the Antarctic. Even then, she's wearing like fishnet purple hose. Oh boy! Um, with like a mini skirt, and then like one of those huge Siberian like you know wolf husky hats. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So yeah, and she curls her hair and and everything. She's she's dressed up for this. Um, whether you be fighting, uh, you know, zombies or hunters or he's ready to go crazy terrorists and stuff. So, uh, but all in all, an interesting game. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then there were a bunch of demos that hit. Uh, they're only on good old games, and I okay. think the demos will go away on June fifteenth. So if you're hearing this, you might have a chance to go play these demos. They are free downloads. Um, and there are a bunch of games. So, Trees, I got seven games here, but this shouldn't take too, too long. Okay. Um, and I'm going from order of how much I think you'll be interested least to most. So, <laughs> okay. So, first one is Spirit Fairer. This is one of your artsy, hand-drawn animations. Get on a boat, have really fun interactions with people, get to know people, warm, emotional conversations. Oh. You can see this game on Itch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little laid back. Think of like, uh, I've never played it, but like what Wind Waker was supposed to be, only you never actually did any dungeons. Okay. <laughs> so that was that thing. That makes sense. Next up was Vagris. Was it? Uh, so sorry, Vagris is the Vagris. second game, but okay. real going back to the original one, Spiritfarer. 
Uh, I didn't much care for. It wasn't my speed. I'm not really into those indie, like warm, fluffy, get to know somebody type of games. There's a total place for them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting them. It's just not my speed. Mm-hmm. So Vagris was a little more interesting for me until I hit a little bit of a wall. But uh, oh, and for the record, Spirit Fair I played for about 15 minutes. Vagris I played for over an hour. Um, this is a pretty decent one. Uh, there's a tutorial mission and then like the first mission in the game. And this is, they call it an RPG, but it's much more like, think of almost like Dungeons and Dragons campaign. There's a lot of reading and not a lot of graphics. So there's a lot of instances where it really plays like a pen and paper Dungeons and Dragons game where you read like two, three paragraphs about like a scenario, you know, like who you are, where you're from, where you're traveling. They give you a little information and then like something comes up and you'll like have a conversation with someone and you'll make decisions on what to say and it'll react. But like, don't think of Mass Effect where you're watching graphics move. Think of more like an interactive book almost. You know okay. what I mean? Yep. Where like you'll see like screenshots and stuff. But then there are other times where there is action and whatnot. But again, this is an RPG of the oldest sense where you're making slow calculated decisions and responses to it and things like that Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it but i hit a weird wall where in the first mission i was moving along enjoying myself uh having interesting things go on there they do dice rolls on like do you think you're going to chance like taking this tactic with someone and they tell you like here's your chance of success here's you know, you got to get over this with your dice roll on d100 or you got to get under this or things like that and um then it told me to go to a sh- go to the town shop and buy 24 of a certain item. I did that and it didn't check off like the you've done that. And so I couldn't progress. I was just like kind of stuck. Oh. So maybe I'm an idiot, maybe I'm not, but I was really enjoying that and then I hit that wall. And so it made me hesitant, I guess is the word I would use for it. Next up was a game called Desperados 3. I'm guessing there was a Desperados 1 and 2 one before two. it. Um, yep. the, this is a Unity-based uh, tactics shooter in the Old West. So, uh, And when I say tactics shooter, think of like XCOM, tactical. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I like that. Um, yeah, the concept is cool. Here's my problem with it. One... There are a lot of tactics games out, mm-hmm. especially right now and more recently, with like Mutant Year Zero, which is also on Game Pass. Right. Um, they just had on PC, and this I think is just PC as well. This Desperados game is only PC. On PC, they just recently released both um, that XCOM like side story game that's only like ten bucks yep. on Steam. And the Gears one. And I picked that up. Yeah. And then there's Gears Tactics, which yeah. I'm actually in. I'm slowly chipping away at, mm-hmm. you know, one mission at a time. I'm enjoying it, but there's just not much to tell. And so this, and then here's the last thing: there is a Wild Wild West like zombie s game called, I think it was called Dead West or something. I played it a long time ago. It, it, I I saw it at PAX twenty PAX Prime twenty fifteen. Yeah, PAX Prime 2015, and it came out, like, shortly after that. And I actually have a USB drive they gave me with the assets on it that's a bullet, and you can unscrew the top, and it's the USB key. <laughs> cool. um, and I think it was called Dead West. And it's it only came out on PC, and it only stayed there. But it was a really cool, like, 
old west but like slowly merges with like demons and stuff it starts off you're just fighting bandits and stuff and then eventually you're fighting demons and things like that and so this had a lot to live up to to like just stand out and i remember playing through the demo and it adds some things that also mutant year zero did that i don't really love which is like before you start act- actually doing the tactical shooting and things like that, you got to like wander around and avoid people and stealth past them and things like that. And I just didn't love it, you know? Mm. And sometimes it wasn't very clear what I was supposed to do. And so this game on its surface is probably the most polished of these demos I played or one of the most polished. And it's probably a really good game for fans of at least conceivably Desperados 1 and 2. But for me, it was real stiff competition right now, and there's no way it could compete. Mm-hmm. And so it just couldn't hold my attention. But if you're interested in something like that, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, in the demo, you played a little boy, and you like wandered around, and you had to sneak past some bandits and then get the jump on them, and your dad's there, and he kind of helps you out. So if you screw up, he'll like throw a buoy knife and kill these guys from nowhere and be like, God damn it, son, Like, why don't you pay attention? And so, so there was a lot of charm to it, I guess is what I would say. Cool. So next up is Crystals, or Chris Tales. It's spelled C-R-I-S and then capital T-A-L-E-S. So Chris Tales, basically. And <clears throat> this was an interesting one where you play this. It's all hand-drawn, and it's an RPG. Think of like uh, a turn-based RPG. And it reminded me of Legend of Dragoon, actually. Ooh. But I wonder if this mechanic's in more games, where when you go to hit somebody... If you press the attack button a second time right when the animation connects, you do, like, additional damage. And if you get the timing perfect, you do, like, a crit on top of your normal hit. Mm. And I think that's Legend of Dragoon style, right? Uh, I mean, Legend of Dragoon sort of has a rhythm game sort of component to it. And that's what this would be, too. So, like, let's say your character's got, like, twin daggers. Mm -hmm. You choose to attack, but then when you watch the animation and he runs up, and then he, like, slashes once and then slashes again, if you hit the attack button right when he slashes once, and especially if you get it spot on, and then right when he slashes again, Mm -hmm. it'll do additional damage, and if you get the timing just right, it'll do critical damage. Cool. So, anyway, and the same is true when you're getting hit. If you hit the the button at the action button at just the right time, you'll either dwindle the damage you take. And if in really good cases, you'll parry it. So it was kind of cool. Um, and it had a really cool, like wander around town kind of mechanic, but here's the big deal is you are a crystal (laughs) magician. Okay. And the crystals have the ability of time travel and trees. This is where the personality kind of kicks in with, with you. You have a frog that's your friend. I think his name is Ferdinand, and he's got a top hat and a bow tie. Oh, Warner Brothers. And he is... Yeah. (laughs) He's yellow, though. He's not green. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're fine. Um, (laughs) And you have the ability to go forward and backwards in time. And actually, when you're on the screen, they do some cool things. There's like a triangle starting at the top, like kind of like a spotlight going down on the screen. And in that spotlight is the present, which is where your character is always at. So you always see the present, present day of everything. Mm -hmm. But behind you to your left, so the left of the spotlight is the future. So you get to see where things are going to be. No, sorry, the past. So you see where things were. And then to the right is the future. So you see where things are going to be. So you might like be walking along 
And in the future area, because you'll see that first if you're walking to the right, you'll see like a dilapidated house. But then when you get into the present part, when you're like standing in it, it's within the spotlight with you, you'll see it in the present and maybe even a family there. And then when you walk past, you'll maybe even see those family as like children or something. And if you talk to them sometimes, they like tell you like, oh yeah, we're trying to figure out, we were thinking about doing this carpenter thing and like fixing up this house. And if you see somebody help us out and you kind of find out by talking to the town that like, if they don't get that fixed or something, it could burn down and that's like the future. And so like, if you help them with something and these aren't like side quests, these are like do on your own kind of things. It doesn't tell you to do it. But if you talk to the carpenter and get him over there and get the thing repaired or something, then all of a sudden in, in the future, you actually see the house in good shape and it works and it's it's there. Oh, so that's neat. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And then at any time you can use the frog to literally <laughs> leap into the past or the future. So if you want to, there's, there's some times where you have to do it. So for example, you needed like a golden fruit well, you had to go into the past to talk to the person, like the the farmer who's now deceased, and get a seed from him. But then you had to jump into the present, plant the seed, and then you had to jump into the future because the tree had to be fully right. formed and you had to get the, the plant. And so there's a lot of playing around with that stuff too. So it's like a combination of like RPG wandering around and doing stuff and then like there are battles. So there's a time where like goblins attack a farm and then you've got to fight the goblins. And they use the past, present, and future in there as well. So there's like an enemy who like has a shield and can't get hurt. But if you throw him into the future and then you like send your magical attack from the present, like they're not prepared for it and they get hit and stuff like that. So Hmm. it's got some cool mechanics to it. Uh, I played that whole demo and really enjoyed it. And it was probably an hour long, maybe even longer. I didn't time it. Like I was having so much fun with it. It looks really cool. I don't know if I'm ready for a hand-drawn... like the And the art was really cool. Uh, you were in an orphanage, and you had a mother superior and everything in the beginning, but of course, you know, you find out you're this wizard, and you go off on an adventure. Like, right. that's how it opens up. But I really like the character. You do um, have some people join your group, you know, like a, a person for the Knight's Guard, and then you have a rogue also join. But I, I think... I couldn't tell. It's one of those things where um, it's definitely a Western, probably even a European art style Hmm. but there's still very androgynous males in this game where it's like is that a guy or is that a guy who looks like a girl but i didn't want you to think it was like anime style um so if you want to look it up it's cool it worked with controllers which tells me if it's successful on pc they'll possibly port it to consoles and it would work just fine i played the whole demo with a controller so But that was that was better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think I was really going to like it, and it was actually right. really cool. Sounds cool. So next up was Carry On, uh, like Carrion, like you know, like um, something that uh, like a pest that eats away at stuff. Okay, like Carrion, like dead bodies and stuff. And you've probably seen this. This was on the Devolver Digital uh, press thing from E3 last year. This was a reverse survival horror game where you play as the creature mm-hmm. wandering around and attacking people and it's like a twin stick thing and it's like like 16-bit graphics and you play this like bulbous monster think of like the blob or something but it's all like fleshy mm-hmm. you run around and just attacking people and going through elevator shafts and like vent shafts and like breaking out and causing havoc and killing people and stuff like that and a lot of people said it was really cool and i remember people who played the demo and said it was really cool 
I do not like this game. <laughs> I was not interested in this game from a trailer perspective at the Devolver press conference last year. I didn't quite believe people and didn't really quite feel their hearts were in it when they were saying positive things about it. Although, don't get me wrong, I'm not discrediting those people who said that. They might truly enjoy it. And then playing it myself, I do not like how it controls. It's like twin sticks, so you like use the right stick to grab someone, but then you have to like move it to your fleshy body in order to eat them, but sometimes <laughs> you throw them. And they started throwing in weird button presses to do certain things. And then I ended up in a room where people had like these amazing guns and just killed me immediately in one shot. And I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. But a lot of people didn't seem to have that problem with the demo. So I want to just say for the record, either I completely suck or don't know where the fun is, which is entirely possible, Mm -hmm. or this may be a polarizing game. But this game looked really cool and I really didn't enjoy it, but I've heard very good things from other people. So it might be something people want to check out. I think the demo is only supposed to be like 10, 15 minutes long, but I couldn't even tolerate it for, <laughs> I died about seven times in about 10 minutes. And I was like, I'm done. I just, mm. I don't, I don't understand the benefits of this. Wow. So, but next up was System Shock Remastered. Those of us who are on the PC laugh at this because they keep re-releasing System Shock right, 1. right. So System Shock 1 came out on GOG a long time ago, and it's just a DOSBox conversion of the original game, which is very cumbersome by today's standards. Then they did an enhanced edition, which just kind of cleaned up the graphics a little bit, but it's just like a fresh coat of paint on like the same thing. This is by Night Dive Studios, this remaster, and it is a full-blown remaster. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's still the same game. But they have put a lighting engine on it. They've done cool special effects, enhanced the graphics. It's literally like turning Doom 1 into Doom 3 from like a graphic overhaul kind of look. Okay. I was never so, a PC guy, so I only heard right. System Shock. Like I always hear it. Like people always talk about System Shock. And, uh, System Shock's yeah. real slow, and it's got a lot of crazy inventory. You know, a lot of people uh, feel the same way about System Shock as Deus Ex. Anybody who's ever gotten Deus Ex on PS2, if you don't want to play it on PC, and tried playing it, mm-hmm. it is totally playable, and Deus Ex is actually a really good port on PS2 uh, if you want to consoleize it. But a lot of people are like, look, I'm sure this was amazing. And I think, uh, what was that? I think it was Ion Storm, but it was Ken Levine's first thing with System Shock. Right. Um, and and Ion Storm also did like Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. So and I, I, and I remember I, when Bioshock memory was serves, being yeah. made. When Bioshock was being made, wasn't everybody like, this is the new System Shock? Well, and that's what it was. That was Ken Levine returning right. back with Irrational and making it. And so that is the one thing I think is problematic with System Shock is that nowadays even you and me like even us older gamers if we didn't play system shock growing up which i didn't and you didn't no bioshock is where we go get that feel for it and it's much more digestible Mm -hmm. system shock is more like it's rough it's hard to play Mm. like the original even with WASD on a pc like i'm a good sport but it's hard to play you know what I mean? Right. And I just, I wasn't really enjoying it. And I did enjoy Deus Ex on PC. So this is trying to make it easier. This makes it a little more of like a Bioshock-like kind of thing, but you have to be very careful. It's very easy to die in this game and things like that. Um, 
but the whole look and feel is really good. And I've heard that Rodan or Zodan or whatever the uh, the AI in it does some real fucked up stuff. And they are this game is uh, I don't use this word a lot, but I know it's common is visceral. There are times you walk in and they have just like split a dude open and his guts are hanging out and stuff like that. So they've really enhanced this game. This game is souped up is what I will say. Um, it is a very, and it works with a controller and everything, so it is very ready for prime time, is hmm. what I will say. And it is going to come out on um, Xbox and PC. Night Dive Studios released most of its stuff on Xbox and PC, as well, most of its PC ports on Xbox. Uh, for those who may or may not be familiar with it, they also did the Turok ports. So they did Turok 1 and 2 from the N64 over to Xbox and PC. Um, on PC, they also did Strafe, and they did Blood. Um, mm. Do you remember Blood? It was like a Doom clone. I do. I remember Blood, the name one and, whole yeah. unit and stuff like that. Yeah, so they're doing a lot of these, and this is like a, but this is like a, a more crowning achievement. For all those remasters, they just made them, they really smoothed out the graphics and made it like controller compatible. This, they're like rebuilding this thing from scratch. So it's an alpha build, so I don't know if it's going to quite be ready this year. So it might be a ways off, but it looks very promising. I, I and and the other big thing about those games is they usually come out at like twenty bucks. This one because it's such a big overhaul, I could see it being thirty or forty, mm. um, which might be a little tough, right? I don't know. You're you're hmm. Yeah, I mean, curious. I, like I, I don't have any nostalgia for it. I never played right. it, so I, I don't even do know it. what it looks like to be honest. Like I I never, so I don't have any affection for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have yeah, desire so- to play it. Obviously, it'll come out and then it'll go on sale. Night yeah. Dives games always do. Like you, you know, like you were and saying, so, about, like going back, it's like Bioshock. I played all the Bioshocks and I love them. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't since I don't have nostalgia. Why would I go back to something that is? <laughs> Well, because this kind of basically puts the Bioshock interface on a different concept because what this is about is you're in a space station where the AI has kind of taken over and starts to fuck with you. So, which, yes, is Bioshock, right? Like, Mm -hmm. without spoiling anything about Bioshock, even though at this point, shame on you. Mm -hmm. um, You know, it's the would you kindly all over again. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, so like I said, I'm interested in it, but I probably still won't day one this, especially if it's like 30, 40 bucks, which I think they're going to have to because of the amount of, just the sheer amount of resources, trees. If you get a chance, go look at just any YouTube video for like even two minutes of somebody playing through System Shock, the original, mm-hmm. and then just look at the trailer for this new remaster, and it's just like night and day. Mm. Um they might even have some stuff on it in the trailer. I've not watched it. So, and then last but not least, they did the new destroy all humans oh. remaster. That's coming out. Uh, that's coming out late July. And uh, those of you who have Xbox live gold got destroy all humans, uh, on games with gold, right, yeah, which, yeah. uh, renders at 1080p on an original Xbox and 4k on a Xbox one X. So you might be going, why would you want this new one? (laughs) Well, friends, I'll answer that question. So this new one, they've done a lot to it. Um, I have not played the Destroy All Humans games. In fact, until I played this demo, I didn't even know what they were. Like, I knew they existed, and I've seen the the videos of somebody, like, anal probing and stuff like that, but and, like, blowing up 
towns and stuff like that. But until I played this demo, I was like, okay, this is my speed of game. Although I might just try to, I'm, I think I'm just going to play the non-remaster for starters. Mm-hmm. But Trees, did you ever play the original Destroy All Humans? Um, remind me what it lo- is that flying around with the space saucer and just blowing yes. everything up? <laughs> and the, the the aliens called Crypto, yeah, and you would like abduct people and zap people and kill people. Yeah, you just. I just remember just being causing a havoc. game of destruction. It was like a bunch of scenarios. Like I don't remember much. I just you know remember, I mean? like I said, being a game of destruction. I just flew around. Basically, up. somebody was like, what if you were an alien and we took the fuck around areas of Grand Theft Auto okay. when you would just cause trouble right. and turn those into mission-based video games yeah. with like four or five areas and then like 10 missions for each area. You know what I mean? So, uh, what they've done in this one is they've really overhauled it. So it sounds like they brought back the original crypto voice. And then I don't know if this is a new voice, which is the voice of like your overlord who's giving you, you know, instructions. I don't know if this is a new voice or the one from the original one, but it's the guy who voices Invader Zim. Oh, okay. So if you're a big Invader Zim fan like I am, it's great to have him be the one who's talking to you because he talks just like Zim. Um, The new Crypto, uh, it's the same voice, but like he's inflecting a little different and he's a little more exaggerated. That's really good. They redid all the animations. And most importantly, like everything is not just like... So there's like a there's like um you know with a lot of these uh remasters you know people aren't really specific on them. So when we think when you think remaster especially in terms of both System Shock and then this Destroy All Humans mm-hmm. think of like not The Last of Us where they like took an already beautiful game and just smoothed it out or something like that. Think of more like um, Shadow of the Colossus, where they took it's still the same game essentially, but they really they rebuilt those graphics from scratch. Right. You know what I yep. mean? They're not they're not cleaning up the graphics. They built them from scratch, and it's got some fun like special effects, like when the buildings blow up. They you know they blew up kind of hokey and fun, but it was like the best you could do back in the Xbox PlayStation Two days. Mm-hmm. Whereas now like the explosions have like particle effects and like they have actual physics have like the barns collapse and stuff like that the cows are great the the humors redone and they actually took a cut campaign thing that just wasn't quite ready on the original destroy all humans and never came out and it's like uh you know a whole like fifth of the game like a whole 20 percent extra and they've added it into this new one so it's kind of like a overhaul and I think it's going to be like 30, 40 bucks. So it is budget priced. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's budget priced. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it in the mission you got in the demo. You just abduct cows. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you don't just abduct cows. You get to play the first mission where you really start fucking with people. So you, you first start talking to cows and you're fucking around with the cows and then the farmer comes out and he tries to kill you. So you zap him and then his wife freaks out and calls the cops. So then you got to deal with the cops. Mm-hmm. And then when you deal with all the cops, then it sends in the army. Nice. And then you got to deal with the army. So they have fun. Things escalate quickly. <laughs> that game was fun. I mean, so I, I remember I, people loved that game. So 
Yeah, and it is big dumb fun. The challenge here that I think they're going to run into, but they seem pretty confident about it, THQ Nordic, is that, first of all, you can get Destroy All Humans 1 on Xbox right now for free, and even when it's not free, it's nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. right? And it does clean up the graphics in more of what you would think of as like a traditional remaster, right? It just re-renders them looking pretty. Mm-hmm. But it is the original assets, um, as opposed to this new one, which is has graphics on par with today's games. Um, the other thing is on PlayStation Two, on PlayStation Four. Sorry, they have Destroy All Humans One and Two through that like PlayStation Two emulator, where it's like running at like 1080p. Mm. And I think they're like 10 bucks on there too, and you can get both Destroy All Humans One and Two for 20 bucks, which is still like half the price of what they're charging for this new one. So the way I look at it is I don't I think they're going to struggle with like who are they trying to appeal to here. Um so this is where I ask you this question trees. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like going back like I do, right? Like to an original Xbox game. So let's say you did play this game or you were always interested in this game and you've never played mm-hmm. it. I mean, is it enticing that they're offering up this game that's like basically all new it is a return to that game but if you really loved that game who cares and they've added like a ton of new content to extend extend the campaign by like i heard that campaign if you do everything in it is like 20 30 hours and they're saying now it can be over 40 so like it's a long game um but i don't think length is really the concern but like if you played that game back in the day like 15 years ago and loved it then I guess there's a reason to go back. And if you didn't play that game, like, is there more appeal to playing something that runs like today's games? It looks like today's games. It runs like today's games. It's been polished up. It's a more cohesive experience. And it's got all the special effects and graphics of today's games. Like, does that make it more enticing to you? You personally? Yeah, if I never played it and I'm interested in playing it, yeah, I'm going to play the newest version of it. Okay. Okay. Because you're saying saying it's remastered. It's not like it's from the... They didn't it's rebuilt from the ground up. Right, but mean. it's still the core game. It's not uh so it is the original it's game in concept, right? All the missions from the first game. It is the original game. That's what I'm saying. So with all those missions and areas, looks, they've just been redrawn yeah. and my, my redone. Is, and then they added like I think there's four or five like but, chapters which are different areas, and they've added like an extra chapter on top my, of all. My the point is, it's not like they took the original game and turned it into a first-person shooter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. right like right, it's right. like if it, if the core is there. That's the one I'm going to yeah. play. Just like you mentioned Shadow of the Colossus. If no one's ever played it, I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. someone to go play the PS2 version. <laughs> I'm going to be like, get, get the right, play that PS4 PS2, version. You get that yeah. one if you're going to play it for the first time. And see, I've never played Shadow of the Colossus, and I recently picked up on a sale that PS4 yeah. version for like 10 bucks. And that's bucks. the better version. And that, that is the version I think I should play, it not the, yeah, the other HD collection PS3 yeah. game that I always played Eco and I never got around to Shadow. You know, you know um, yes, I talk about my Dreamcast, my Genesis stuff, but that's a nostalgia thing. That's not, right. you know what I mean? Like, if you have no nostalgia, yeah. yeah. So, no, I will definitely play like a newer version of a game, especially if I've never played it before, you know? like why wouldn't i'm gonna tell you trees if this appeals to you and i hope that demo maybe hits for uh since they've got Mm -hmm. it i'm hoping it hits for other platforms but 
I went into this game going, okay, I kind of know what this game's about. I've seen people play it, but like, let's check it out. And I was pretty hooked. Like, this may be, it's coming out like end of July, I think July 23rd. Mm-hmm. This may be the summer blockbuster popcorn, <laughs> oh, really? big dumb fun game for that like midsummer, late summer. You know what I'm talking about? Right. That's good. It's going to come out against Ghost of Tsushima. So, right, like, <laughs> judge it accordingly. Right, right, right. But if you're not going to take the Ghost of Tsushima plunge, or if you're like me and you well, look at that and you're like, I don't think I'm ready to do that game. These are two separate things. These are very different. Yeah, you don't put those yes. in there. It's the same as me playing uh, my Kingdom Come and then playing, uh, you know, Puzzles and Dragons. <laughs> Yeah, or Animal Crossing. They're yeah. not really com- yeah. Or you know what? It's it's Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal all over again. Yes. They both can get along because they're not competing exactly. with each other. There you go. Yeah. So, um, but that's hitting for Xbox One, PC, and uh, PS4 I, this uh, July twenty. I will I check that so. out because, like I just said, like I have vague memories of it. So to me, mm-hmm. I don't remember any of it. So it'd all be new to me, anyways. So the humor is very much your speed. Mm-hmm. It's great. I remember at the very beginning because they like determine that the most intelligent creatures on earth are cows. And so there's this great scene in the beginning where crypto, um, and it's crypto's clone, by the way, I'll I'll leave a lot of this early plot out so that those who haven't played it can just discover it. But, um, when crypto gets there, he's, he's like trying to talk to the cows (laughs) and he's having a real go at it. It's, it's the conversation is amusing. Awesome, man. So, Again, with that voice and stuff, it had that Invader Zim-esque appeal mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, of like, it, you know, Destroy All Humans is what Zim would like to do if he weren't so mm-hmm. bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, all in all, it was, it was fun to sit down over the weekend and just crank out, like, you know, two or three demos in a sitting and, and do this. Because in total, I probably played about five hours of demos this, nice. <laughs> or this weekend, so... But yeah, I like it, man. So, yeah, and that's about it. Uh, I'm also playing a game which I'll talk about next week. Right. Uh, but uh, but it's it's I'm I'm having more fun than I should, and it's very charming. <laughs> uh, I guess is what I would say. So I'll be talking about it next week, and you'll see why. But I want to be, uh, I want to finish it before before I I talk about it. So, so and yeah. we're already running long. So it's so good. All right. Well, then I guess we'll wrap everything up. But uh, yeah, so uh, just friendly reminder, uh, go check out um, the Discord if you haven't already. You can see Trees' box and stuff like that, uh, box arts and different <laughs> pickups that he got, including his most recent one. Um, and then if you want to join the shout box, uh, I believe it's at noon Eastern or noon Central is the PC Gamer Showcase. And I'll be in the chat just, like, chatting about stuff. This is less about, like, telling you what the news is and more just, like, discussing it with people in chat while it's going on because uh, I enjoy it. And uh, definitely check out that PlayStation stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit next week mm-hmm. if there's anything that caught our fancy. But Sounds good. Anyway. All right. And I guess until next week, peace out. <laughs> Later. I think not, but